Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We're locked in. We're ready to go on a loaded show for you guys today. We're talking lines. We're talking NFL trade deadline. We're talking NBA. We're talking college football. And we've got Crown Jewel to roll it all up. we got lots of stuff coming your way, uh, Mike. But first, we kind of have some news uh, coming out of the show this week. So if you guys are if you guys have paid attention to the show over the last, I don't know, probably two, three years now, you guys know you can find our merchandise at belowthecollar.com. Unfortunately, belowthecollar.com is shutting down at the end of the year. So what I'm telling you guys right here, right now, is if you want an opportunity to get your official I'm Always Right Sport podcast t-shirt, the legacy shirt as well, uh, make sure you guys go to belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC all one word no spaces make sure you guys go to blow and get your official I'm always right sports podcast merchandise while you can uh once that site shuts down we'll be looking forward to uh finding a new purveyor for our merchandise but until then make sure you guys go out there spam that buy button Christmas right around the corner what better way to say I love you to say Merry Christmas Happy Hanukkah Merry Kwanzaa all that good stuff than with the freshly printed I'm Always Right Sports Podcast t-shirt, Mike. I can't think of a better gift. I got you six of them just for every day of the week and then twice on Sunday. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how that would work. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Obviously, guys, you can go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com as well to find the link to that uh, to to the our merchandise page, as well as to um, Swift Lifestyles and to Righteous Felon Craft Jerky using our code AlwaysRight for ten to fifteen percent off depending on the product. So make sure you guys go there. Really appreciate all your guys' support. I also want to say thank you uh, to all of our new listeners. Really enjoying Mike the Knockout Hour. You guys have been mm-hmm. producing, getting some really good traffic on that. Um, I've heard some rave reviews so far. I've listened to a couple episodes myself. I'm digging it. Mike, I really yeah. am. I'm. If you guys want the the nitty gritty on the UFC, right? That is the place to go. Uh, Mike had this idea a few months ago. Finally, put it into action. It's 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 doing great. Really excited to have um, another show like that on the feed. So make sure, guys, if you guys are look if you guys are looking for UFC content, make sure you guys go listen to the UFC Knockout Hour uh, presented by the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Make sure you guys go do 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 that. They do a phenomenal job. I'm digging it. I love it. It's just another thing. It's just like our quick hitter series. Uh, not as long as our normal podcast, but everything UFC related, they've got it. Looking forward to episode four, I think, coming in, right? Three yeah, or four. Yeah, four will be next week, yep. previewing UFC 295. 295. I dig it. I love it. Um, if, do, you, do you have the new UFC game, by the way? I do not. You haven't? I, I know I, Kyle, Kyle has. Okay. I, I was watching a YouTuber play it, and it looked, it looked pretty decent, but then I've seen other people like, oh, it's the worst game ever. So I didn't know how to, f- I, I didn't mean, know if you had like an opinion. It's a was, fighting game, I was right? Saying, well, so, it's it's like Madden and 2K where yeah. the new one comes out and everyone the same like, likes it. Yeah. It's like kind of the same idea. Right. It's basically UFC 5, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I think Kyle's had a good time playing it. it. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen some some videos of it. Look, look, look pretty solid. But I, I haven't played UFC, a UFC game since like UFC 2 or 3. So I've been out of the game for a hot second. But um, all right, Mike, let's get to it, though, buddy. We got a lot of stuff to go over. We're going to start out today with probably a topic that people have been wanting us to talk about for a hot second. But staying true to our form, we kind of waited until kind of the midweek point slash the bye week. Uh, your Detroit Football Lions. Six and two at the bye. Um, first place in the NFC North. As of this recording, second place in the conference. Obviously, if Seattle wins, uh, if you guys will know that already, they may be third, depending. But either way, um, mm-hmm. top of the conference, first in their division. They got a two-game lead 
Um, right now, it's two games, right? Because Minnesota's four and four yeah. right now. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen mean, there. Yeah, Minnesota plays today, Sunday. So yeah, it could be one, could be two, could depending. be two and a half, one and a half, right in the ballpark. <clears throat> anyway, they're first place in the NFC North, six and two, coming off a big win over the Las Vegas Raiders on Monday night. Uh, next week they've got the Los Angeles Chargers. But Mike, I just wanted to talk to you about where this team is at on the midway point through the year. I mean, really looking at it. Um, you know, there's a lot to like, uh, and we're going to talk trade deadline here in a second, but just kind of give me your overall thoughts of what you've seen out of this football team so far. I mean, you, you, we've kind of hit all the ranges of emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Big win over Kansas City, then the big letdown against Seattle, rattling off where you don't lose for a month, then you go get absolutely mollywopped to Baltimore, and then you bounce back and you beat and basically force the Raiders to, to blow up their entire franchise. Mm-hmm. So kind of everything in between, beating good teams on the road, um, like a, like a good Tampa Bay team taking care of business against teams like Carolina and Atlanta. Um, where are you at with this football team kind of going into the, the second half of the season? Yeah, I think uh, I've had a good time watching them the first eight weeks here. <laughs> We're actually, you're actually still watching them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a change in and of itself, right? <laughs> I mean, you're still, I mean, knowing the Mike Merkel rule, four weeks in, if you're out of the playoff contention, he's out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, football right now is getting kind of rough. Some of these weeks, I just got there. This was, is a loaded week. Last week was a dog show yeah. of football games. Where I went, I don't even want to watch these. Yeah, they, they really lined up the the primetime <laughs> games. And even like the one o'clock seat at least has one or two games. I'm like, okay, at least that's worth watching yeah. with other ones to supplement. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of teams, I think, at this rate. And I don't want to say it's faster than normal, mm-hmm. but it feels faster than normal that are just kind of out of out of contention it for does. me. Yep. Like, it feels like there are, like, seven teams that, have a shot that actually have something. Yep. And then there's, like, three or four teams that I'm like, you could get hot and then catch fire really quick and right. then become a, a contender. Right. And then there's, like, the other 11, 21 <laughs> teams that I go, you have absolutely no shot at anything. Yeah. Um, and but the fun part is Lions are one of those teams that are, in that are actually fun to watch yep. and are interesting. So um, at least we have that going for hey, us. They're, they're top 10. Actually, I think they may be top five right now in both categories, statistically, defensively and offensively. So uh, for DVOA, right? Last I saw they were. Are they four? I think they're fourth, fourth in offense seventh? and seventh, seventh in defense. defense. Okay, so they were top 10. I was right the first Yeah, time. I think yeah. the Chiefs were the only one that were top five in yeah, both. Yeah, like fifth and fourth or something like yes, that, I think. something like right. that. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, the Lions are in it, right? They're in the thick of it, right? At Absolutely. one point, people like Stephen A. Smith are saying they're the best team in the league, just followed up by, okay, they're the worst team ever because mm-hmm. that's how, you know, week to week go. That's why I'm glad we don't do week to week on this show in terms of, of NFL football because – it's it's all about what you've done for me lately, right? If we were talking about the Lions right now, you're like, oh, okay. Well, they just they could have easily beat the Raiders by a thousand if they played even their A or their B plus game at that mm. point, right? They played their C plus game and still won by double digits. And that's an interesting thing too, right? Is that if we would have done this, this show last week, it's like, oh, well, clearly they're they're fake, they're pretenders, they're not going to mm. do anything ever because you know that's what happens and blah 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 blah. Um, but. You know, you look at this team, you look at their wins, right? Okay, you get the first win over Kansas City, you kind of scrape by, but every win since then has been by double digits, Mike, which I think is kind of crazy to think about. You don't see that a lot. Um, 
And I honestly think we have not seen the best of this offense. I think they finally went, hey, Jameer Gibbs is a person. He can play football. That's going to help. David Montgomery hopefully coming back off of injury. Uh, This offensive line still has not been 100% for more than one football game, which is beyond infuriating. Um, And the defense is doing enough, right? You're not committing those major penalties. You're not doing those back-breaking things where you just go, oh, this is the worst thing ever, unlike the Miami Dolphins who are letting Patrick Mahomes scramble for eight yards per carry. Um, You know, talk to me a little bit, Mike, about where you, I mean, uh, is there something that's sticking out to you right now out of this 6-2 and start where you go, okay, that's different from last year, whether it's Jared Goff's play, whether it's defensively, whether it's a guy or two that are sticking out to you, anything that's maybe a little bit different than uh, what we saw in the past, right? This team is 14-4 and four in their last 18 games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's thir- third or fourth best in the NFL, um, you know. But what's sticking out to you this season as compared to last? Uh, yeah, I think, I think just the ability to take care of business, yes. I think, is something. Yes. I think... We talked, you know, because the first game of the season was Thursday, so we had that first Sunday show where we talked about how I was a little nervous, not necessarily because they beat the Chiefs, because obviously beating the Chiefs is a big deal, but the way they looked in the game and only winning by one just kind of worried me a little bit, and I wasn't super confident going in. Didn't help by the fact that losing to Seattle the next week did not, like, add to helping me believe a little bit, but I also was on the train of, listen... I think the good teams in football, like the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the mm-hmm. Eagles, they beat down the bad teams, and then they're competitive, mm-hmm. and they're you know they they compete with the good teams. Right. I, I've always maintained right. that as a as a standard is, and I think it goes for college football and pro football mm-hmm. is when you the best teams shit on the bad teams, and then you're competitive with the good teams, right. and through that next four weeks after that Packers or after the uh, Seahawks game, right. they went out and just said, no, 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 we are better than the, these four these, teams, yeah, yeah, We're clearly better. We're clearly better. Right. We're clearly better than the Falcons. We're clearly better than the Packers. We're clearly better than the Bucks, And we're clearly better than the Raiders. Yep. And it just was like... And the Panthers. And the Panthers were yeah. in there, too. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of went out there like, yeah, we are better than you guys. Right. And, that, and that's the stuff I like to see yeah. is not hanging around with Tampa or mm-hmm. not hanging around with the Packers where it's like, okay, this team is a one-win team mm-hmm. and it's 27-24. Sure, you're in control, right? but right. Right. you don't really look in control. And the scariest one of those was the Raiders one mm-hmm. where I think you put out the tweet where it was like, it should be like 31-7 to right now. Yeah. And it was 17-14 at right. one point. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell? This is right. the you're kind of trying game. to give the game yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're just like here. Do you want this game? And the Raiders are like no 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 no. I'll pass. Yeah. Where the five weeks before that, outside of Baltimore, mm-hmm. you were like, you want no? You're not getting this. One. Yeah. Right. Like no, we we're, we're gonna come we're out in, here. We're gonna we're in ass. we're in pure control of this, and yeah. it's something that normally we don't see from the Lions, even yeah. on good teams right. that they've had in the past, where it's like okay, but you win a lot of games close. Mm-hmm. They're at least beating down the <laughs> bad teams. <laughs> yeah. Which is nice it, to yeah. see because we had that discussion of. Yeah, it would be cool to win every single game by one point, but I'd be sitting here nervous if you're beating the right. Falcons right. and the Packers and the Bears all by one point. I'd go, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm confident in this team. Right. I can at least say now I'm confident because you're beating down the bad ones. Yeah, absolutely. No, and we talked about, you know, and this is even goes back to even before the show started, right, like when Jim Caldwell was here, right? What would they do? They would beat the bad teams 
you know, okay, right? But they wouldn't beat any team that had that was worth a damn, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think their biggest statement win so far this year has been that Tampa Bay game. Because mm-hmm. even over the Chiefs game, because the Chiefs game, it's it's the first game of the year, right? Crazy shit happens. They were banged up, right? You're kind of like, how does this all going to work, right? Um, but the, the Tampa game to me was a real litmus test because you're playing a team at the time who's first place in their division, right? Good defense led by Todd Bowles, right? You're on the road, right? That team is coming off of a bye week, right? So they're playing, they're they're fresh, they're ready to go. You're coming off, you know, just kind of basically curb stomping the Panthers, right? Where you're like, okay, we're not going to fall for that trap game. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Tampa and you win that game against a team that could potentially be in the playoffs as a, as a lower seed, right? You know, that game and then this Raiders game coming off of the loss against Baltimore, feeling like you were unprepared and Dan Campbell coming out and saying, oh, we're going to be prepared, mm-hmm. right? And I think... Every statistical measure you can look at in that game, you go, the Lions should have won by a lot more than they did, right? You know, you have three turnovers. That's usually not a recipe for success. But to your point, they're beating bad teams. They're in the fight with good teams, right? And you look at this team now, especially in the NFC, and you go, look, okay, the Eagles are there, right? I still think the Niners are there. I know they're struggling right now, but it's it's only a matter of time before they just go, hey, Brock Purdy, can you just not? be awful Mm -hmm. um you know they're there right you've got the seattle seahawks they're there right and you have the detroit lions i really think that oh and the dallas cowboys i'm sorry those are the five teams that are it in the nfc in my opinion and now and and to ask this question right uh in your mind right now where what is the lion's ceiling is it conference championship is Mm -hmm. it because here's the thing too and we kind of have to throw this in there their strength of schedule is not very strong, right? Yeah. Now, neither is teams like Minnesota's. I know Dallas doesn't have a strong one either outside of basically us and Philadelphia, which they play today. Um, but for the most part, right, they got a pretty easy going. You still play Chicago twice. You play Denver at home. You're playing um, a weird Chargers team. You've still got, you know, you're playing Minnesota twice. You still have Green Bay at home after you just kicked their ass in Lambeau. You have a lot of games that are setting up where hey, you probably should be at least 5-1 and one in the division, and you've got a game against Denver. It, you know, It's really that Dallas game that's almost like the litmus test for, mm-hmm. okay, what are we? Um, but it's really shaping up where they could be a top-two seed in the NFC, not because necessarily they're the best top-two team in the NFC, but just based on the fact that you look at what the Eagles have to go through coming up, that is a shit show of a of a schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas still has to play the Eagles twice. You you look at what Seattle has to go through too, and they still have to play San Francisco. And they, you know, there's some teams that they have to go through. It's really kind of shaping up where the Lions could be a two seed, but necessarily doesn't mean that they're the top two team in the NFC. So, what is your ceiling for them? Yeah, I, I think it really depends on what seeding they get. Yeah. In all honesty, yeah, yeah, and the matchups that they get. Yeah. Um, I'll say I don't think they beat more than one of the top five that you just mentioned or the top four mm-hmm. other ones that you mentioned yeah. in the playoffs. Okay. And what I mean by that is I think if they play, if you throw the hypothetical schedule out there mm-hmm. where you go, okay, if you're a two seed and you yeah. play, say, the seven seed Vikings. Right, right, because that's the one, way it would be right one now. One of those outlier right. teams yeah. that are not in the top five, yeah. I think you massacre that team. Yeah. And then you play, say, the three-seed Niners at yeah, home. Right. I think you can beat them. Yeah. But then when you go on the road, road to, to Philly, Philly that's a tough I think one. that's where you where yeah. you cap at. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're somehow a 
three or a four seed. Yeah. So that hypothetical out. Right. Say you have to play your first home game against Dallas. Right. I think you can win that game. Right. But now you're going on the road to, to say, San Fran. San Fran or something. Right. I think you lose or that Seattle one. or whatever. Yeah. So yep. I think I think your ceiling is capped at the second good team that you play. Right. right. However that rolls out. However yeah. that rolls out, right. I think that's the team you fall to. Yeah. Um, that, I think would, the, the, that will not incline any bad teams. I think yeah. you'll steamroll and that won't impact anything. Yeah, I would say in terms of that thinking, right, because I think you're spot on, I, I don't want to be the four seed because I don't want to play Dallas, right? Yeah. I don't want to play Dallas that first week. Yeah, right? my, if you could be the two or the three, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to get the one. I just don't. I, now, listen, could it happen? Yes, but that means you're basically going to have to rattle off a lot of wins in a row here. Now they could, yeah, but you'd, I, you'd I don't want to. You'd do be that. looking at 13, 14 wins to be the one yeah. seed. And that means your, your margin yeah. of error is very slim, right? Yeah. You still play Dallas, you're in Minnesota, you still have to play Chicago twice. And, and in Chicago's the, and tough. And the Chargers on the road is yes. still not the easy yes. game. So. Even though you're coming off a bye, we've seen bye, teams coming off the bye look Saints like Saints on the road. There's still a couple yes. Yes. tough games in there that I don't A thousand percent. Right. So in any division game, I'm not going to write off because it's a division game. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Overall, right, the schedule is looking favorable, but I don't think they get to the one. If they get to the one, that means we're talking about, okay, what is, the, like, okay, they, they almost have to get to the NFC title game at that point. Pretty, I think you know you're, I mean? and then I think you're pretty much yeah. stapled in. Right. Like, oh, something crazy happens. Exactly. So, I'll, uh, barring that, right, the two or the three seed gives you an opportunity to play, okay, maybe we play, a, a, you know, a, a Rams Yeah, team. a Rams or something like that, or a Minnesota if they can scrape. I don't think Minnesota's going to yeah. last. So, yeah, here, off. I mean, so, yeah. like I said, so here's where I think, so if, if Hype Philly's going to be the one, yeah. hypothetically, right. I would say the Niners, whoever comes out of the NFC South and right. us, are going to yeah. be the two through four. Right. So then... Uh, Dallas will probably be the five because I think yeah, they'll be the best record that's not winning a division. They'll probably have 12 wins. And, still be and then still yeah. be a fifth seed. Right. And then I think Seattle is the yeah. sixth seed. I think they're right. the next best team other than those. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then the seven is a, a throw, throw yeah. out that yeah. will get destroyed. So I think Seattle's not the, the most fun team to play. No. I, wouldn't, no. I, would, I don't love that matchup. I, I don't love the matchup just because yeah. we haven't beaten them in four years or whatever it is. So, Jesus. like, they, they're just one of those teams that just, like, can beat you. Yeah, it's like wrong. Cincinnati to Kansas City where yeah. it's just, like, it's just that one team that randomly has your number yep. and you can't over... Even though you're better than yep. them, probably, yep. they just have your number for mm-hmm. some reason. Nope. Um, I agree with you. So, that. I would say if you're the two seed, it's the best case scenario because yeah. you probably skip Seattle and Dallas in the first round. Yes. And then yes. you play that crap Washington, Rams, yep. mm-hmm. Minnesota team, whatever the case may be, right. you win that one, and then you're probably playing the three seed at home, which will probably be the Niners yep. or the Seahawks, right. whoever wins that right. division at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's the best, probably, best outcome And that's possible. probably your best idea yep. is getting that in the divisional round. And then once you get to that point, you're in the divisional round at home against a good team. Mm-hmm. All bets are off. All bets are off. You, yeah. toss, you toss, flip the coin. Let me know what right. you think. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to write you off against really anybody outside of going to Philly. I think yeah. that's the one game right, so I would say. You're I, definitely not going to be favored. You're not going to be favored. And the spread's going to be probably like six and a half. Yeah, like I'm not <laughs> confident that you're going to go in there and do that. But yeah, that's the only one I'm... I'm yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm, I, I'm not confident. I, and listen, and you look at what Philadelphia's doing, right? It's pretty damn hard to argue that logic right quite frankly right and you've seen every other team in some capacity kind of go through a stumble right whether it's seattle losing early the niners right now are kind of in a tailspin because brock purdy all of a sudden's not playing you know just don't turn the ball over football (laughs) you know what i mean um and so it's kind of interesting to kind of see that dynamic at the end of the day right 
if they get this division locked up, right? They get the division locked up, mm-hmm. and let's just say they get that home playoff game. Let's just say conservatively, right? They lose to Dallas or or mm-hmm. Seattle. At, you know what I mean in that divisional round, whatever, right? At that point, I, I got two questions for you. The first question is, how confident are you in the future of this team? They're still the fourth or fifth youngest team mm-hmm. in the NFL right now, and they're six and two. Where, what confidence level, one through 10, are you with the future of this team if we conservatively say they get a playoff win and they win the division for the first time since it's become the NFC North? Yeah. I mean, I would be pretty confident. Uh, I would have a few worries only because, yes, we are the youngest team. Mm-hmm. It also means that we're not, like, paying anybody anything. No. And so... Oh, yeah, people what, are going to get paid Yeah, here. what comes the game paid is you're going to have to pay Amon-Ra, Penesul, Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, yeah. And there's a point where once you start paying all these guys, some guys have to go. Mm-hmm. It's just the NFL. And so that's the point. And then you're going to probably... Take. I don't think Jonah Jackson's here next year. I don't think so either. But um, you're gonna, you know, you're probably gonna extend golf. So in a year or two, his his money's gonna go up too. I'm glad you brought that up. And then I want to ask you that: How confident are you? Not that they're gonna give him an extension. I think at that point it's kind of obvious that yeah. they're gonna give him one, right? Pretty much. How okay are you with this? And you're the second person I've asked this question to. My buddy Eric, my boss, uh, we talk lines quite a bit, and I was like, "So are you ready to give him an extension yet? Because it's gonna happen, yeah. right? So you just kind of have to make peace with it. Mm-hmm. Where are you with that? Because I still think there's some people out there, you know, that are like, ah, it's just, I don't know, right? Blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, barring one really bad throw this year, he's been pretty damn good. You know what I mean? He's kept the ball clean for the most part. Not a lot of turnovers. He's been efficient. And off a mistake, by the way, he's phenomenal. I don't understand what – I almost want him to throw a pick to, at the start of the game because it's almost a guaranteed touchdown the next drive. It's weird. Mm. Um, but – He's playing really, really well right now. He's clearly a leader and somebody they value and feel like they can build around. Does that hinder your confidence at all in this team because they're the potential of, hey, you're going to pay golf probably $45 million in the next couple of years? And I don't think it's going to be like an eight-year extension. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be like a three-year extension, right? Yeah. But, you know, you've got him under contract for next season, three more years. So kind of be kind of in his mid-30s. It's probably where you kind of say, hey, thanks, but we're good. But... Where are you with that in the quarterback situation? Because it's a completely different conversation that we would have been having last year at two and six. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? And it's literally that exact number, right? Two and six. So talk to me about where you're at with Jared Goff, where you're at with, you know, him being your quarterback of the future for the next, just to say conservatively three to four years. Yeah. I still don't love it. (laughs) I I still don't like Jared Goff that much at quarterback. It's the exact same problem I have with Geno Smith. Who's the other court, like the other team I root for. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily like the guy. And I think he's Geno. There's a a ceiling in a worse sense. There's a ceiling and they're both, or not both. Gino's very inconsistent. Yeah. There are times where he's awesome, and there's times I go, you what just can't, you just can't throw the ball forward <laughs> to save your life. Golf's <laughs> a little more consistent than that. Yeah, I still just get worried mm-hmm. in that situation that will come up in the playoffs. Yeah. Need to drive. 24-20, yep. golf's walking out. How confident are you? Yep. I'm not very confident. Right, right. It's just, it's just kind of what it is until yeah. he does it in the playoffs to show it. Yeah. Because the one time he went on the, on the ride to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he was with... Aaron Donald and that yeah. stack defense, and he had all these receivers and a great run game and everything. Yeah. And I don't think this team is super comparable to that team no. that went to a Super Bowl. Right. Um, and so I just 
I'm worried because I don't love Jared Goff as a quarterback, mm -hmm. but he hasn't been bad. But there are like instances mm -hmm. where he throws that pick six against Seattle, or even when he has to roll out and then he throws that random pick six against the Raiders, oh, where I God. go in a playoff game. Yeah, it kills you. Kills I could you. I could see that he's in he's at yep. the Eagles. Yep. It's twenty to seventeen. He has to roll out because of pressure, and he goes, "Oh, Darius Slay pick six. and you go, "Yeah, great." That's Jared Goff right there, and yeah. that's the stuff where I go. I, I'm worried that he's my quarterback. But then the general other 16 games of the regular season, I go, I don't mind him as my quarterback. Yeah, it's he weird, He feels right? like that really solid regular season quarterback that I'm like, I don't know if I trust you in the playoffs, mm -hmm. but he can get us to the playoffs yeah, a lot. I'm fascinated to see what this team's going to look like in the playoffs. I really am. I, I, I am. I am truly interested to see what they look like because my only concern with this team not only, but my biggest. No, my biggest concern, I should say. It's probably not the right way to say this, right? My biggest concern with this team is that we have a day like Baltimore where it's completely and utterly out of control from the get-go, where the game plan was bad, right? Especially defensively. I don't necessarily put that on the offense. The fact that you had no margin for error in that game, like you couldn't go three and out at all because it was already 14-0 before you even touched the ball. That's kind of in an impossible situation, right? Mm. Not saying putting up six points is great, but you know what I mean. Sure. But when you go into a game like that in Baltimore where you kind of know, look, you're five and one, you're feeling good, and maybe it was a reality check type of situation and they're going to be better for it, but you can't have that day in the playoffs because mm -hmm. then you're done. Mm -hmm. You don't get a next week to go, we're going to be ready next week. There is no next week. It's do or die. Yeah. My biggest fear for this team is, you know, assuming health and everything gets there, right, is they get to the playoffs and they play a team like Tampa, mm -hmm. and Tampa comes in and blows them out at yeah. home because they weren't ready because, they hey, we finally broke through the glass ceiling. We It's our division, fucking finally, right? The Packers are dead. They don't know what's going on with Jared Love or Jordan Love. Minnesota refuses to rebuild even though they should, and Chicago's spending money on people that we have no idea why. Mm -hmm. You have the division, and yet you're not able to translate it into postseason success, right? It is a scary thought for me because I I haven't seen it, right? So that's the that's the biggest concern I have with this team from a overview kind of perspective. Do I love their depth at D line? No, especially at edge rusher, it's a bit thin at corner too. But they're trying to tell us that look, we have a plan, and and that's the other thing I want to get to is. They're in, in trying to transitioning over into the trade deadline stuff, right? Lions did make a move. They traded for Donovan Peoples-Jones for, you know, half a ham sandwich, which mm -hmm. is cool. But, you know, the fact that they didn't make a move, they didn't go get a Chase Young. They didn't go get Montez Sweat, which looking at that contract, well, that's kind of a dodge bullet. Mm. But overall, right, they didn't make that move to help their defense, which is clearly the weaker of the two sides, right? Yes. It's it. They made it abundantly clear that look, we have a plan and we have a timeline and we have a like this is what we're gonna do and we're not going to deviate from this plan, right? Does a does that bring you confidence or concern that they're just gonna do? Because when I hear that, while so far the results have been, hey, look, you've you've stayed true and we're in a great spot. Mm -hmm. However, I've also been in that room where it's the smartest man in the room, Bob Quinn syndrome, where we know better and T's Tabor is going to be a player yeah. and he looks like dog shit. Where are you at with their methodology and their thought process of, look, we're going to stay true to the plan. This is the plan. We're not going to overexert. We're not going to push our chips to the middle of the table because we are trying to build this for the long term, not for a two-year window. 
Yeah. Um, that's, and your that's thoughts a, kind of on make, yeah. not making a true move defensively no, in the trade deadline. Yeah, and that's a, that's a solid thought. I think the track record for Brad Holmes have has made me a little less worried about the trade deadline because he found... Now, it is easy getting Panay Sewell and Aiden Hutchinson and no pick seven and two when this year <laughs> you're going to be picking 25 and have to go find someone. There's yeah. a little bit of a difference <laughs> yeah. in the window there. Absolutely. Let me, and and th- I feel like this upcoming draft will, tell will be something will tell a lot. Can yeah. you actually find the diamond in the roughs? Right. Or are you just picking number two and picking, oh, this is obviously the best player in, in the spot? We say that, but the Jacks took Trevon Walker. Exactly. So, <laughs> like, I'm more confident than the Jags, yeah. but it's, like, it's but stuff like that, you know. Right, right, right. So, I got you. Um, I, so far, I have no issues with most of yeah. Brad Holmes' drafts so far. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you get your your Levi Anzriquez in there. That yeah, what, not, are you gonna, what are you going to What are you going to do? Well. Yeah. But then for every one of those, you get the Amon Raz or the Kirby Josephs. You get in the middle mm-hmm. round, so yeah, you right. can't be too angry about that. Um, and I also don't think. I know this is like a year-to-year league, and, mm-hmm. and things can change quickly. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is just a one-year Tampa Bay, L.A. Yeah. Ram. Right. We're going all in. We have to get Chase Young. We have to get right. all these players because it's over after this year. Right. I do think this is more of a um, f- you know, year-ish, year's right. window. Build build it through the draft. Develop your guys. Yeah. Keep your guys that are, are the core foundation of you. And that's the thing, too. They've done a nice job of that, right? Yeah. It, looking back on it, right, like – I'm going to play a hypothetical game here, and you're going to laugh, right? Say they win a Super Bowl in, like, two years. Okay, mm-hmm. let's just play that game for a second. You know the move that everyone's not going to talk about but they should is trading for Jer- – is getting Jared Goff in that deal for Stafford mm-hmm. because he was really the first piece to this foundation that they've built, right? Because yeah. then you go draft Panay. Then you go draft Amon Ra, which everybody's like, holy shit, right? Like, this this is crazy. Then you go – you bring back Rag now. You keep Decker. You draft Panay. Okay, second year comes in. Okay, now we're going to get Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, now we're going to get Josh Pascal. Now we're going to get Kirby Joseph. We're going to get these guys, and all of a sudden you look around, and you go, oh, son of a bitch. Like, this is the foundation of the team. This yeah. is it right here. We did it, you know? Um, it's It seems very apparent to me that Brad Holmes, while I think he was, he's probably tried to kick the tires, also went, it's not going to be financially worth it, and it's not going to be worth it for us to overexert ourselves. Mm-hmm. To make a move that necessarily may help us in the short term, but we're not it's not gonna help us in the long term. Yeah. It very much feels like they are looking at a team like the Baltimore Ravens and going, that's what we wanna be. Yeah. How do we get to that? How do we get to be a Pittsburgh team who is atrocious and yet they're still five and three? How do we get to that setup, right? Um I, I'm I'm confident in the direction. Would I have liked to have seen a move? Absolutely. I think I think the one that Hurt a little bit. Yeah, was the Chase Young the Chase one? Chase Young one sucked. I I didn't care about the Montez Sweat. I thought the Montez overpaid. Sweat one was fun because yeah. like, I was like I was like I think you slightly overpaid. And then what they ended up paying him to extend yeah. him and I a said, team that I don't know what you're doing. I don't yeah. understand what's happening. And then the Seahawks getting uh, Leonard, Leonard Williams. Williams. I think that second round pick. That's don't a bit of a, love yeah, it, yeah. but they also, they also take up a whole bunch of his contract this year. So I said, you're basically they saying, paid they paid them for the pick. Was what yes, basically. Yeah. So I was like, I don't hate it because it gives you more D line. And Seattle's in a little bit of a different situation too, right? Geno Smith's a little bit older, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out is he the guy on this short term yeah. contract? C- Seattle is more in a three year window because yes. they've locked down all the receivers, yep. their running backs, yep. most of their O line, mm-hmm. and a lot of their key defensive places outside. 
outside of Jordan Brooks at linebacker yeah. for until 2025. Right. Once 2025 hits, basically everyone goes into free agency, right. and you got to figure it out at that right. point. And everyone's also three years older. And they're also three <laughs> years older. But, like, 2025 is kind of their year. Like, they're cut off. You have a three-year window. The Lions— Not to mention Pete Carroll's 72. Yeah, so Pete Carroll might not be there past 2025. <laughs> you're trying to win now so to get him a ring. So you have you know. a nice two- or three-year window where you're trying to go all-in-ish mm-hmm. to try— You're not trying to— sell the whole farm to go all in and yeah, win, right. but you're trying to make Add the strongest piece. push. Yeah. And so that's why they did that move. The Lions are definitely not in that situation at all. No. They have four, five, six years of some of these young guys yeah, to, right. to go with. So Yeah, I think, it, I different think the, situation, Chase, the Chase Young one was tough. That was the one that really chapped my ass yeah. because third-round pick, I went, man, the because pro- the Niners aren't going to resign Chase Young. No, they're not going. They're not going to have the money to resign them. They're going to have a million dollars in cap space next year, and and that's with no signings and anybody who's leaving in free agency leaving. Yeah, right. They're going to have to make cuts somewhere. Um, but and you're going to have room, but you're going to have to resign. You know, Amonra's going to get paid a bag, right? Golf's going to get paid. You know, Panay's going to get paid. All that yeah. stuff. But like, so I understand that. It was just a little bit hard for me to see Seattle makes a move. Eagles made a move. Niners made a move. And I go, these are the teams you're competing with. I don't yeah. give a shit about what Chicago did. Fuck that. That, that yeah. Whatever, dude. You guys got money to burn. Go burn it on, <laughs> on Trey Flowers version yeah. two. Take that. Everybody else, the, the teams that are at the top of the conference all went, the NFC's kind of wide open. Maybe we make a move to kind of get there. And yeah. you're the only team that kind of went. And you're also the newest team to that dance, yeah. too, right? And you know you know what's funny about that, too, is yeah. the team we make fun of out of the five yeah. also didn't make a move in yeah. Dallas. Right. Like, Dallas didn't make a move. Right. And everyone went, yeah, it's Dallas. Right. Because they're the team that always gets the divisional round and, and loses. Never, and loses yeah. Because they didn't make the move. Right. And so now it's right. like, I, I, I hope... I understand they didn't make the move this year. I hope in next year or two years yeah. from now, they're, they're in, in this and they're in this position, yeah. and they look at other teams making moves. Yeah. It's like maybe, yeah, at least. Cons- I know you have the plan, and yeah. you have like a, a couple year right. window plan here. Mm-hmm. Maybe try to make the phone calls right. to be like, hey. Can we get a Chase Young type guy off right. of you? Can we get a wide receiver that would add yeah. so much to this mm-hmm. team? Right, like yeah. maybe try to make that move next year. I don't think going all in, like obviously Chase Young's not necessary at all and move at all. It's no. only a third round pick. I don't right. think. I don't think people would have bet an eyelash if we've traded for a guy who was drafted number two overall for a third round pick. No, no, but a compensatory third. At compensatory. That. It wasn't even their third. It was no. their yeah. extra third. And the only part is the Lions have. What two thirds is yes? So I know. we couldn't have even used one of those I thirds know. and yeah. package that with a fifth or something and yeah, whatever. And, and the funny thing is too is that they've not been afraid to make moves. But here's what the track record says of Brad Holmes. Right, there is not a single contract on their books right now that Brad Holmes has signed where you go, ooh, that's aging poorly. They, yeah, they pretty much. They honestly. have never the biggest signing Brad Holmes has had in a bringing in a new town. Frank Ragnow, notwithstanding, because you know he's Frank, is Cam Sutton. Yeah. And that's looking like a fucking steal right now, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Yeah. He's looking really good. He's pretty good. You know what I mean? They have not overexerted themselves at all. And I think that's the key. And I, once again, I'm going to go back to the Baltimore thing. Baltimore doesn't go out and spend a fuck ton of money on big guys. And when they do, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Marcus They're, Williams. I was just saying, oh, boy. I was just saying, you want to know their one big yeah. signing guy last year? Roquan Smith. Yeah. Look how awesome he was yeah, against right. the Lions. He exactly. locked everything up. Exactly. Like. It's like, oh, they're very strategic in who they go grab, yeah. right? And you go, okay, well, if you're telling me that's the end goal and the Lions are that team everywhere where you yeah. go, don't forget about the Lions because they went 12-5 and five for the last six years. 
we, we as fans can't bitch, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Talking about the other moves of these deadline, right? I think San Francisco got better with Chase Young. He's having a good year. Mm-hmm. I'm very fascinated to see how much money he's going to get in the open market. The Bears one, I'm still trying to understand 100%. I get you're trying, you have money to burn. You have to spend money. You're going to have so much money in free agency, right? So you're kind of just getting a little bit of a head start on that. However, was he really worth was it worth the second round pick when you probably could have thrown the most money at him anyway in free agency and it wouldn't have been close? Mm-hmm. Like talk to me about your thoughts on because it's been a big debate on Twitter, right? Is okay, you trade a second round pick. First off, he goes, I don't really know if I want to stay here. And then, you know, you give him twenty five million dollars a year and he goes, All right, well, I guess I'll stay. You're paying him a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. You're paying him like Max Crosby money, and he's not Max Crosby. But and you traded a second round pick to get him. I, I just I'm trying to understand the philosophy behind. Okay, I've got a bunch of draft capital. I got a bunch of money, so I'm just gonna just throw it around like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did the same thing last year. You trade for Chase Claypool, that was a complete disaster. And then you spent a bun- bunch of money on a whole bunch of linebackers, clearly not working out. You may have a new coach next year. You may have a new quarterback next year. I am very confused as to what the Bears are doing with all of these assets that they have obtained. They did a great, that trade down down with Carolina was fantastic. Yeah. But I don't know what you're doing with this value. Yeah. I think, I think they want to, I think the GM kind of wants to tear it down and just go, I want to start over. Well, it feels like he wants to get the best team possible. Right. So when the head, no. So when the head coach looks, still is losing, he has like a reason to fire. Like, it doesn't feel like he wants his head coach right now at all. And I hope, I mean, for Chicago's sake, I think the smart move would be after the season, you fire him, and then you go, hey, listen, this first pick that you're going to get, or the top three pick or whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever quarterback you want and you feel confident in. And here's the thing, too. Go get a guy who's known to work with these guys. Yeah. Because Caleb Williams is going to die in Chicago because it's the same problem that he has in USC. There's no Mm O-line, right? Like, you haven't addressed that consistently. Like, there's just so many things where I look at and I go, you're going to draft a new quarterback. And listen, Fields has not been good. Don't get me wrong. But... Do you think Fields would be a little more successful if he was playing behind the Lions' offensive line? Mm-hmm. I think he would be, just would be. by, you know, stats, yeah. <laughs> the game tape. I just am fascinated by this team that seems like it's like an all-in move for a team that you're not going to reap the benefits of prime Montez Sweat because you don't have anybody else on this team worth a damn. Yeah, You know what I mean? Um, other teams making a move. Obviously, we talked about Seattle. I thought it was a great move. The compensation, I thought, was a bit high, but once again, you're taking on a big chunk of that contract. I don't know if he's going to re-sign. I, I'm fascinated to see if they bring him back, if they have the money to do so. Yeah. He's that Leonard Williams is a weird player for me because it feels like his name value is almost a little bit sexier than the actual production. It is. You know what I mean? At least at um, this point. Yeah. yeah, but I thought it was a great move by Seattle, quite frankly. I thought it was an under-the-radar move where you go, oh, shit, okay, that D-line's pretty darn good now. Your mm-hmm. secondary's flying. you got good linebacker play. Making a strength into another strength, I thought, was a really good move Yeah, by and I think, I think having Draymond Jones play the same technique Leonard Williams does, and they paid him a lot of money in the offseason, and mm-hmm. him not being awesome, awesome. for yeah. the money that they paid him. Yeah. I think getting a cheap guy like Leonard Williams, who for one year, for one year, his right. cap hit for them is like a million dollars because uh, the Giants are paying basically the entire rest of it. Yep. Um, and getting him to sub at least have a rotation in yes. that technique, I think yes. is 
Yeah. I, I don't think there's any problems in trying to add to a good defensive line room no. that they have. No, you can never have enough good pass rushers. Never. Especially because they lost Nuasu yep. for the year with an injury. So then yep. they got the other edge guy, um, Frank Clark. Yep. They signed him yep. so to kind of replace the bones it. And of then Frank Clark, yep. The bones of Frank Clark. <laughs> and then they got Leonard Williams. So they kind yeah. of lost one, added two. Uh, you can't hate it. It can only I feel like it can only make them better. It can't make them worse. So. No, I agree with you a thousand percent, right? Once again, I think Seattle's in a different place than where the Lions are, right? Older coach. You don't know really what your future is after the next couple of years. Because here's the thing. Pete Carroll could get it to be like, and I don't think he would ever do that, but he could kind of just go, I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Seattle won the Super Bowl this year, I would expect Pete Carroll to retire. I would absolutely do. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, if they just did, he goes, listen, I got my second ring. If I did it without Russ. If he did, did it within the next three seasons, yeah. I think he's gone. Yeah, he's after. an older guy. You know, it just seems kind of where that's heading. Um, you know, we, you know, Kevin Byard obviously getting traded from Tennessee, going to Philadelphia. This happened a couple weeks ago. Another move, though, by High Roseman, making a strength into a strength. I think that move... Just stupid. They, I mean, looking, I think looking I, at their team, where's the weakness in Philadelphia right now? That's the thing. There's not really. And if you asked me be, right before that yeah. trade, I would have said safety? probably your safety, <laughs> like your your secondary slash safety yeah. play right. gets a little rough because you kind of get beat deep on the last. Oh, you got Kevin Byer now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's like you look at it, you go offensive line, good. Quarterback, good. Receivers, A.J. Brown. That is still one of the dumbest trades in the history of football. They, I know it was just a, for a first-round pick straight up. The worst. Uh, they, they absolutely fleeced Tennessee on that. Like, High Rose went, all you want is the 13th pick? Done. Yeah. Sold. And Please. we're going to give them more contract. And Tennessee's like, man, we really wish we didn't. We, we need receiver help. Let's go call DeAndre Hopkins. Let's let's do that. Let's. And now Traylon Burks, unfortunately, is hurt. But, like, you're just like... Their receiving core is good. They got a good tight end. They have like four good yeah. running backs. Say, all the running rotate. backs are the same, and right? It's just name a guy. Their defensive line is good, although aging, but still good. Your linebacking's good. Your set, your secondary stacked. It's just like, why the hell do you beat these guys? Oh, by the way, they have an unstoppable play. So any third or fourth and short, yeah. you can't stop that. Yeah, every every drive's a first and nine because yeah, if they exactly. get to, if they get the nine, then they yeah. automatically get the a one thousand percent until the Lions playing, But it's cool. No. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, the San Francisco one, though, I think is a little bit interesting because they went and signed for Randy Gregory, right? That didn't do it. They went and now signed, they went and traded for Trace Young, right? They're not going to have the money to keep him. However, I, I I don't know how much it moves because their defense isn't the issue right now. It's mm-hmm. the fact that they're turning the ball over and they can't score. Yes. I, 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 was, I was a little interested by that because I was like, man, I feel like they need something else. And they were in talks to get a Dory Jackson too, which I guess maybe their secondary isn't great because Joe Burrow just carved him up. But talk to me about where you think the Niners are a little bit because after the trade, does mm-hmm. it do any, does it move that needle? I, I still think probably conservatively, if you had to choose right now, they're probably the second favorites to come out of the NOC yeah. behind the Eagles, mm-hmm. even with this three game skid. Yeah. Does it do anything for you? The getting chase young, he's having a better year this year. Don't get me wrong. No one else has been really all that effective in the pass rush besides Bosa. D- does that elevate them more in your thoughts, or is it still Philly one? I mean, it, it definitely doesn't move them above Philly. Okay. Um, I think Philly's one, and they're going to stay one because they're just so awesome. Yeah, Unless they have a bad, so like, three weeks or something, yeah, right? They have a tough stretch. I can't even imagine losing, like, two in a row in the stretch I know, either. I know. That's and that's how good, like, stupid. they play Dallas, Seattle, the Chiefs, all these teams yeah. that go. They might lose, like, one or two of these games, maybe. Yeah. 
that, that's how good the, the Eagles are in this on this conference. Yep. Um, so I think honestly, if you were to tell me right, like to do a ranking, mm-hmm. it's the Eagles are an A tier, yeah, and then the B tier is the other four teams we talked about. Jesus. Like I think they're a tier above everyone else in the NFC. I think the 49ers dropped a tier and they're playing around with like mm-hmm. the cow, even though they smoked the Cowboys like four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I think they're in that Cowboys Lions Seattle tier. Yeah, no, I because like I, if you line up on on Thanksgiving. The Niners yeah. play at Seattle. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that. I don't, like. I think Seattle is competitive there. Oh, yeah. Last year they weren't. No. I think this year I'm like, yeah, I think Seattle could win. Yeah, at least for sure. split with them. Absolutely. And yeah. So home, I, home. I Absolutely. think I think they're more in that sphere than. Oh yeah, they're gonna steamroll the Lions, steamroll Seattle, and then the Eagles will be tough. I think they're more in competitive with that B tier. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't disagree with you at all. Um, Anything more on the trade deadline? Anybody team that you thought maybe should have made a move or that didn't? Anything like um, that? I'm trying to know. Like we talked a lot about these NFC teams. I feel like nobody the AFC, in the NFC did anything. Yeah, didn't do anything. Um, not necessarily shocked that they didn't do anything, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I guess you know the team though that really every. I think the biggest addition the AFC was was Joe Burrow getting healthy. Seriously, like I'm, I'm not even joking no, when I you're say that because right, you saw him. That was his first game. I felt like where you went. Oh, okay, so he's back. It, it is a crazy that every year Joe Burrow, I don't know what it is about him, the first, like, four weeks, God awful. he's so bad, and everyone goes, is he actually good? And now he's like, oh, yeah, he's he's uh-huh. awesome. And he's going to be awesome for the rest of the year, and it's just going to be, oh, we yeah. forgot how awesome he is. Because yeah. that 49ers game, he made the Niners defense look like mm-hmm. a bottom-ranked defense mm-hmm. when they're probably the best defense in football or on the top three. Yeah, he killed them. Um, I've been really impressed with Baltimore so far mm-hmm. as well. They look different level Baltimore. Like, this is – we talk about Baltimore's like, oh, Baltimore's good. I think Baltimore's really good. Yeah. I think Lamar's playing out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's gotten into him where he looks competent and he looks he's, like he's, he's engaged. He's one of the weird guys where he gets paid more money. Yeah. And he he's, actually gets better. Yeah, it's like he's like, like, see, all I told you was I just need to get yeah, paid. He's I'm like, good if, you, now. if you if you secure me, I'll come and play and yeah. be awesome. But and, say yeah, Flowers right. has been good. Odell has been really good for them. Um the run game has been hit or miss, and yet it's still just chugging along. Their defense, man. Once again, dude, what the fuck were the Bears thinking trading Roquan Smith? Seriously. To the what? Ravens? Like, exactly. Trade when, they made that, when they made that trade, I went, that's such a Ravens move to pick the bones of a stupid organization and take their best player, and then he becomes an all-pro again. Mm-hmm. Like, just like overnight. It's like, oh, by the way, remember Roquan Smith? He was awesome in Georgia. Yeah, he's still awesome. Yeah, he's um, so good. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They're so good. Secondary yeah. is stacked. It's just. I feel bad for the like anyone in the AFC. Like, if, you're a t- if you're a fan of, the, of a team in the AFC, like actively a fan, yeah. I just feel bad because there's like nine good teams in the AFC. Uh-huh. Like you're like, all right, you got like Cincinnati, Baltimore, even the Steelers are relatively yeah. good somehow. Yeah. You got the Bills and Miami. Mm-hmm. You got the Chiefs, the Jets. I'm like, God, the Jets some... are hanging around still. The Jets hang around and if Rodgers can come back at yeah. the end of the year Who somehow. Who the hell knows what's happening? Dude, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like I feel bad for like if you're like a Chargers fan because like, I want to say low-key, I try to root for the Chargers, but God, there's like they're just so in a, frustrating. Like if they were in the NFC, they're like the third best team in the yeah. NFC, and they're like the ninth best team in the AFC. Yeah. And then you have teams like the Raiders who are just like, I don't know what we're doing. We're running around in circles. Yeah. It's there's no medium. There's no. like the nine good teams no. and then the seven bad teams. And there's no middle line. It's crazy to me. There's no five hundred the NFC, the entire NFC South is just five hundred. Yeah. Who wants to win? I guess we'll win. I guess game. I guess maybe us. Like the the NFC North, there's like two teams that are like, I guess maybe we'll try to win this one. AFC, it's like, no, no, we either want to win or we, we want to lose. We don't want to win. Yeah, exactly. And there's no in between. And then there's Cleveland. <laughs> Dang, that's tough. Well, Deshaun Watson, does he want to play football? No. 
He okay. doesn't. He's terrible. He's awful. Worst trade ever, but it's fine. Um, worst contract ever. Worst contract ever. Not trade, as bad. Trades, still, whatever. Still not but. as bad as the. I, I here's the thing. It's still not as bad as the AJ Brown one to me because it's just no, it's not. so lopsided. It's not even funny. No. It's like. Oh, we just got an all pro receivers playing at like top three level right now. Mm-hmm. And we got Traylon Burks. Yay. It's not even like, like two firsts where they can be like, but we package that into, di- into this. Nothing. We got nothing. It was out a of one that. for one. Yeah. Terrible. Just uh, terrible. It is something. All right. Let's just focus a little bit. Um, let's talk some college football, Mike. Uh, a couple come, a couple big things coming out of this so far. Let's talk. I want to talk to top four first, and then we'll get to the other thing later. So the first college football playoff rankings came out, um, kind of shook some people. I think Ohio wait, state. Being, wait, when you say some people, do you mean me? Yes, yeah. absolutely. I balked <laughs> immediately. I don't think I'm necessarily in the minority either. No, right. So either, so. Um, Ohio state coming out at number one, you have Georgia at two, Michigan three, um, and Florida State as four, uh, five was Washington. Yeah, right? Oregon, was six. Oregon was six, right? Which is your six best teams in college football. Yes, agreed. You. Agreed. Yes. yes, a thousand percent. Um, Alabama fans are going, but we just beat LSU, and everyone goes, nobody cares. Okay, okay no. you're seven. That's fine. <laughs> you're seven. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Ohio State's a good football team. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And they have a better strength of schedule so far than a Georgia or a Michigan does. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take Michigan out of the conversation for just a second here. Okay. I still think Georgia should be one. Mm-hmm. Only because they haven't lost a game in two years, Mike. Mm-hmm. How do you not, if nothing else, just go, look, they're the number one, they've been the number one team. They still haven't lost. It really hasn't been close either. You know, and maybe this weekend with, with the way these games went out with Ohio State playing with their food against Rutgers and, you know, Georgia getting a big win over Missouri, maybe that changes. I just felt like it was a little disrespectful to Georgia, who's the back-to-back defending national champions, who is still currently undefeated, mm-hmm. hasn't really had that big scare, and yet they're going, no, no we're going to put Ohio State over them. That just felt a little bit like, all right, we're getting a little, we're getting a little chintzy. Almost with yeah. these rankings. If if I cared more about these rankings, I'd yeah. probably have an issue. Yeah. But these early five weeks before the end of the season, yeah, rankings no, I just thought it was like, man, I go, we're really ranking that Penn State win. Yeah, well, just because really high. Yeah, it's it's you went on the road against Notre Dame and then you beat Penn State, which yeah. neither one of those wins looked great. Yeah, Notre Dame has means. three losses, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, well, Notre Dame has three losses, but like you beat them. On the last play of the game, yeah, on like a halfback dive, yeah, and then Penn State, you won like fourteen to nine. Yeah. Like neither one of them right. in games were very impressive wins, right? Anyway, <clears throat> and the Penn State one was at home too, so you yeah. can't even like, yeah, do anything at home, right? Um, but I will like, I think when you look at it, because they do they do it in the vacuum of this yeah. year, because mm-hmm. in historical precedence, Washington would not be. Oh god! Anywhere no. around no. here, it, most yeah. these teams wouldn't be around here. Florida State's like they were just like two and ten. I feel like last mm-hmm. year, and I this know. year all of a sudden they're no. undefeated. Um, but I think they go based off of this year, and this year they do have the two more impressive wins right. over. I basically what it felt like to me was okay. Ohio State has the most impressive resume. They're one. Georgia's undefeated forever. They're mm-hmm. two. Michigan's pretty much undefeated outside of one weird game. Yeah. They're three. Yeah. Florida State has the next most amount of impressive wins mm-hmm. after the two powerhouse teams. So they're four. And then Washington, Oregon, I don't know. So you're five and six. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of how they did the ranking. And I feel like it's just going to stay like that yeah. until either someone loses. Absolutely. Or yeah. 
Um, I know. I thought it would have been hilarious if Ohio State lost coming right out of those rankings and oh, then lose really to Rutgers. I'd have been like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Um, but I, think, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be Michigan or Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It'll be Georgia. It'll be Washington or Oregon. Oregon and it'll be Florida State. Yeah. Yep. And every Alabama fan's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Alabama has the farthest outside shot if they get they to do. this. They SC- have to remain undefeated and beat Georgia. If they beat Georgia, then I go. They got a shot. They have a real shot. I think you point. could legitimately put mm-hmm. them like at three or four. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I don't think that's out It'd of the It'd be realm. hard to kick someone out. Yeah. Uh, you think if, if everything stays the same, right? Let's just, you know, go for it. I was trying to fight back a sneeze. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Um, okay. Okay. Winner of Michigan, Ohio State, right, would be one at that point. Right. Yes, if, if Georgia okay. loses. If Georgia loses. Yeah, Georgia right, would right. have to so, lose. So, yeah. so they would be one. Okay, uh-huh. I'm just going to say Michigan just to piss Ohio State fans off. Okay, so Michigan wins. They're number one. Sure. Okay? Then you go winner, uh, or you have Florida State will be two, just yeah. by de facto, because they're not losing. Yeah, they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose, so yeah. they'll be two. They'll be two. Winner of Oregon and Washington would be three. Yeah. And then you have probably, and now here's the thing. Would they be three? Or if, so let's say Oregon wins. So now Oregon's only got one loss, Washington's got one loss, and Bama wins. They only have one loss. And Georgia's got one loss. Do you think that? Which, so you think obviously the two conference champions would get in. How would you rank it though? Um, well, you think so, Bama's win is more impressive because they beat a higher ranked. So team? Uh, okay, let me let me math this one out. So yeah, because Georgia would be out. Yeah. So it'd be Alabama. So you'd be talking between Alabama and Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Alabama and Oregon be in because they have the conference championship game wins. Yes. Right. Um, I would probably and put, every Georgia fan loses their freaking minds. I would probably put Alabama at three. Okay, just because they beat a higher team. Just, just because they would be the number two team, quote unquote. Yeah. B- going into it, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, because Oregon lost once to Washington mm-hmm. and then redeemed the loss. Alabama, right. It's weird because Alabama has that weird Texas loss. Mm-hmm. That it's not aging well. And it's not going to age well, especially no. if Texas loses again. It's not a great lo- like no. loss to have Texas at home. is screwed because Oklahoma just lost again. So. Yeah. I honestly don't think it matters three no. or four. Yeah. No, I don't think it is either. I just was more asking you just kind of how you would rank it just based on the yeah, fact that I you, think, everyone's got one loss. Two teams have conference championships. Yeah, I think you'd probably go Oregon three and Alabama four because you just move them up. Yeah, because you lost to a better team, so it's like you should – but you beat a better – I don't know. That's not saying it's weird, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I think what they would really do is, you know, okay, Michigan's one, Florida State's two. What's the better matchups? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what what's more uh Harbaugh and Saban? That one. Yeah, so play Alabama four. Yep, yep. And then you do Oregon <laughs> versus Florida State, yeah, the exactly. rematch of the very first playoff right. of the yep. semifinals, two, three, boom, there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, Oregon three, exactly. Alabama four. Let's actually, add the storyline aspect yeah, of it. You have to Let's put the, our wrestling caps on for a second. This is the best that's way. That's actually exactly right. how it would happen too. Yeah, so exactly. that makes sense. Um now, let's let's shift focus a little bit to a team that's clearly not in the college football playoff, but Maybe they could be in the next couple of years, and that is Michigan State. I've been I I was waiting to bring this up because I didn't know kind of, but it just won't go away. Is Urban Meyer going to be the next head coach, Michigan State, Mike? He might be. He might I'm, very well be. I'm very nervous about it, low key. I don't know. I think we should be. I don't know why he would want to. That's my only thing. Why would he want of all the places he could he could punch his ticket, ticket to Michigan anywhere? But really, why does it go back to Ohio? State? You mean to tell me right now if he went back to Ohio State, they wouldn't just be like Orion Day? You want to be OC again? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, yeah, I don't know. I like I just find it fascinating that of all the jobs possible, he's like, 
Yep. Well, I think Michigan I mean, State. Him beating down Ohio State every year once they get good would be fun. Does he want? Does he hate Ohio State though? He doesn't no, like Michigan. Think, and he hates. I think he wants to show. He's like, I'm better than Ryan Day. Blah, blah, blah. Well, he, he, Ryan Day was the handpicked successor, though. I don't get it. Like, I, just, I don't know. I think it's weird of all the places he would want to go. It's Michigan State, and this is. I'm not trying to be like, well, Michigan State's little brother. It's nothing to do with that. I'm just saying, if you're gonna come out of retirement, why would you go to a conference that's gonna have Washington, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Michigan, and mm-hmm. Ohio State? Yeah, I would say the only argument to that is I'd rather... And Penn State, if you want to be... Yeah, I think I'd rather go there than the SEC. And at the end of the day, they're the only two that matter. matter. Because if you're going to go to the ACC or the Big 12, you Mm. might as well just say you're never going to make a college football playoff. So, because those those conferences are never going to be... I mean, you might be a... An eight seed or yeah. something crazy. Yeah, with the college football expanding, I guess it's kind of like, well, you know, we're you, you got to be you got to be the Big Ten or the SEC, yeah. and then which team are you going to choose? I'll choose Michigan State. Yeah. I guess. like it, it doesn't at that point. I go, you go any of yeah. the places. I am going to be so they're the only one that's if he does like. go there. The money, I can't even imagine the money they're going to throw at him. Oh, a lot, right? <laughs> and then two, okay, what does that turnaround look like? Mm-hmm. Right, Urban's always had good teams, but he's also outside of Utah. I mean, the University of Florida, yeah, it's really hard to recruit to the University of Florida. Oh, Ohio State, yeah, it's really hard to recruit there. You know what I mean? I'm fascinated. Well, here's the thing with the transfer portal and stuff. Yeah. Does he get the... Does he get those guys? Well, it's... it's. Does he do the um, the Deion Sanders where now mm-hmm. he's there? Does he go, hey, come play for me? Okay. And everyone right. just, like, shifts yeah. focus and goes to Michigan State because Urban Meyer is there now? Mm-hmm. Like... Is, Maybe is, is yeah, that because you have to think everyone that's going to be going every year now is basically like a free agency, right? For football, for pretty much football. like legitimately, it's year to year now. Because yeah, they is. can just leave and go. Yeah, and I think I think <clears throat> if you're a um, if you're going to be a high schooler going into college soon, or if you're you know a college kid, you probably you're some of your early memories are probably Urban Meyer coaching at yeah. Ohio State yeah. and or at Florida, probably more Ohio oh, State at this point. At Ohio this point, State. it's probably Ohio State yeah. the last like five six years or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, man, they were so good. I get to go there and, and go for him because everyone that goes over there goes to the pros basically. Right. I mean, I, I think it's I think it'd be crazy if he did. I just. It's interesting. Um, I also interested. I mean, in, here's the thing: if Michigan the, State gets them, it's the best hire you could possibly get. A hundred percent, and yeah. it's one of those things where I'm interested. Where because of the new college football with paying players and everything, I mean, does he does he have the same success? Because right. most right. most old coaches' successes, yeah. all right, we have really good recruits. Yeah. We build them up for four years, and they're our team. Now it's like. Everyone Every can just year. transfer people in and whatever. And it's, we're seeing it. Like, Saban is struggling. Dabo Sweeney, struggling, yeah. right? Because you weren't able to keep and retain and develop. It's, it's now it's, about... It's more, right, of an, it's, it's more of an NFL-style system, and his yeah. one run in the NFL was a disaster. Was a disaster. Yeah. So and, it comes to that, And too. it's, hey, okay, yeah, maybe I can recruit this guy. Maybe we don't have the best year. I'm going to go play over... I'm going to play somewhere else. I have a better chance to go play... Exactly. At Penn State now instead and, of you know. and you go if you're a five star kid, you go, yeah, Penn State's gonna be paying me five million dollars. What are you gonna be paying me? That's the other point, right? Is what does Michigan State have in terms of NIL that they can offer a kid more than another team? Like and maybe it's like, well, people are going to fucking Colorado. Yeah, but it's Dion. And Dion's got money. You know what I mean? And they and they're just saying, listen, we're gonna pay whoever, you know what I mean? It's kid listen, by kid. Urban's got money too yeah, and, sure. and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, yeah. I think that's there's a whole lot of 
mm-hmm. things that go into it mm-hmm. that I think it is the best possible hire that Michigan oh, God, State yes. could make Absolutely. by like a long shot. Yeah. But it's There's also close. honestly, I, and I I wish we had a Michigan State fan on this show because I want to know because outside of '97 won the ticket, you don't have any, you know. Because they're all Michigan State. Yeah, I can, over I can there. find some. Like, I honestly want to know what their thought is about people. Like, it's like, are you at that point where it's basically like, okay, well, it better be Urban because if it's not Urban Meyer, we're gonna lose our minds. And mm. no matter who comes in, it's the worst hire ever because X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, yep. that's the that's the part to me that I'm interested in is what the reaction to the fan base would be if it's not Urban Meyer. Yeah. I am still fascinated on why he wants to come back. You know what I mean? Like, you went, you did the Jacksonville thing. I think coach... Complete and utter clusterfuck. I think coaches always have that, like, urge, especially if it's, like... I mean, you're 60. big, Big story thing, like... And the other thing, too, is it's, like... I don't know. It's just it's I, it's I, such a short term thing. He'd only be here for five or six years. I think it's a weird thing, like and people do in, in wrestling all the time, where yeah, yeah. someone retires and then like five or six years later, they're like, like, let me let me do one more. Yeah. It's just probably because they miss yeah the, the coaching and the atmosphere of the college football. I just realm. find it weird that of you know like he's like, oh, Michigan State's the job I've been I've been hounding off. Or for, I don't you know, know if it's necessarily that. I think it's just the one that's open, most prevalent, and pre- most prevalent open. right now. I'm trying to see if there's another school that he'd be. Want to go? I don't know. They have, nobody else has really fired their coach. Where you go? Oh shit! And, and the, the part about the Big Ten right now is last year there was a high influx of coaches hired, mm-hmm. like yeah. four Matt or five schools. Matt right. Rule Luke and Luke Fickle, like yeah. three or four teams just hired coaches, yeah. so they're not going to move off them off of a year. Yeah. And then the top teams all have their coaches for the foreseeable what? future. Yeah. So. I mean, and this this why it's so fascinating is because I've we've heard everything right. It's okay. He's coming. Oh, he's not coming. There's no chance. Oh, there's a chance. There's no. It, it's like it's. I, I don't know who to look to, right? It's like every Michigan State fan wants it to be true. Then everybody else is like, I don't really know if that's necessarily accurate. So I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean, ping-ponging back and forth. That's why I just want to get your gauge on it because I find it very fascinating. I never even thought that Urban Meyer was even going to be a real opportunity for them. Mm-hmm. Not because it's Michigan State, but because I didn't think he was going to come back. He's left. you got to think about this too, people, right? The last two jobs he's had outside of the Jacksonville thing, what happened? Uh, he left because of health reasons, right? And then he left that program in shambles because of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, you know, uh, maybe, maybe not. It's it's one of those scenarios where it's like, okay, maybe he's going to be here for five or six years and then leave again? Yeah, you know and I mean? I, again, I think the idea, if you were pitching it to him to come, yeah. is, yeah, he might only have five or six years. Yeah. But with the transfer portal, it's right. like, listen, Maybe you can turn you around could, a lot faster. You, you could go from bad right. to good with your name value mm-hmm. in maybe two seasons. Right. And then it's, because you saw, like, Bell Tucker right. went from the COVID year, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's 10 and 2. Like, mm-hmm. you could have that turnaround oh, yeah. with the right people in a year or two yeah. where, you know, at 62, mm-hmm. okay, now you're competing for, you know, Big Ten title, getting into the 12-team playoff, yep. and now we're off and running. Yep. And then you got a four- or five-year window of mm-hmm. getting yeah. into that dance and going, okay, let's shoot for it. Let's yeah. see if we can get it. I, I think, I mean, I, I think it's enticing for sure. I, I just want to tell Michigan State fans, it's going to be okay if you don't land him. It's like when Michigan was going after Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like it was Harbaugh or bust. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's going to be okay. Like, it's going to we'll, be okay. Will it, though? Huh? Will it, though? Listen, we had went through, we went through seven years of overinflated, you know, oh, Michigan's really good. <laughs> to get their ass kicked, okay? Um, to get to this point. Okay? I think Michigan State would take 
six years of ten and two seasons and then getting it kicked by Michigan. Yeah, probably. I don't necessarily. I don't actually, know about, I don't know about that. that. I don't, I don't know, know about that. that. I think they're like. I, I think we'd. Re- they, no, they're the stupid people. There's a there's a high there's a high volume minority of people that would go. I don't care, just as long as you beat Michigan. Yeah, one in eleven. It's those Michigan, Michigan. fans. Yeah. You know, I don't care as long as we beat Ohio State. I go. That is the dumbest thing you could possibly say. Yeah. But anyway, I'm just fascinated by that. By that, because I just think it's it's. Of all the people, Urban Meyer to Michigan yeah. State. Wow. Now, do you see the Big Ten schedules came out? Yes. And Michigan's schedule, even though that's a tough schedule, yeah. they actually got a couple breaks in there that I thought yeah. were kind of interesting. Because I feel like they don't play any two tough teams like back-to-back. Yeah, they did have a little bit of a reprieve for the most like, part. Because they would play like Oregon and then have like a bye mm-hmm. and then play like Washington. Then you get like your Indiana before mm-hmm. you play Ohio. I was like, I was like, but you know, they, there's not like, they don't go on like a four, like this yeah. Pac-12 schedule, which is like, crazy this yeah. year. They don't have like a four-game stretch where I go, I don't know how you're Oregon, Washington, USC, Utah. Yeah, exactly. Go, oh like, my you, God. like you, know, like they don't have anything. Like they don't yeah. go Penn State, yeah. uh, USC, Oregon, Ohio State, or something. Right. I was like, I was like, I like to see that at least they have a couple. The thing that stuck out to me was that we don't play Penn State next year. Yeah, that's was, weird. That it's wild. like it's like Notre Dame when we didn't stop playing them. It's like what? We even not play Notre yeah. Dame anymore. I think our only sanctioned games are state, both state teams. I think, uh, right. Yeah, Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan State, State are the two that are kept. I think those are the yeah. rivalries. Those are the rivalries. Yeah. Those are the Ohio State only did us. They didn't even classify Michigan State as a rivalry for us. Ohio yeah. State no, only filed, yeah. filed one. Well, Ohio State only filed Michigan. Yeah. So I think that game's still like the Thanksgiving. Oh, absolutely. Whatever, yeah, but, it's still the last game of the year, I think. Uh, but but yeah, no, I, I think I think that's their only one. Next so year, college football's gonna be a lot of fun because everyone's kind of resetting because the amount of quarterbacks that are leaving. You know, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. how good the Pac-12 teams come over. Yeah. Because all four that's of them are going to be no, That's what I mean. No, that's what I mean, right? It's like the massive. Okay, Bo Nix is gone. Caleb Williams is gone. JJ's gone. Penix is gone. We're, you know, what does that look like now, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Oregon, or Georgia's like, yeah, we kind of got a year ahead of schedule, so we're still just going yeah, to kill everybody. <laughs> We won't Brock have, Bowers is gone. We won't have Brock Bowers, but yeah. we'll have this backup tight end that and might be whole, better. Than and our Brock whole tight and our whole offense, our whole defense is going to leave and get drafted again. But don't worry, we have a n- next group of crop coming in. Whatever. That's what Georgia does. Exactly. They're the Alabama now. Let's shift talk to the NBA, Mike. We talked Pistons. I love last the NBA. You love the NBA. You do. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you guys knew. I watch a lot of NBA. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> talked Pistons last week. Uh-huh. They're they're a basketball team. They're trying. Um, yeah, I was really happy after like a game and a half. Yeah, and then I well, went. Nah, these other. When Monty Williams says Jaden Ivey's going to earn more playing time because he turned the ball over, and I go, Killian Hayes is terrible at basketball. Can we just figure out to live with the turnovers, please? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have Cade walk the ball. When, Mar- when Marvin Badgley is playing more minutes than Jalen Duran, I go, Wow, we're really doing the tough love thing right now. Great, looking forward to thirty-two wins this year. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, we double what we had last year. That's true. That's not you know. Listen, Dwayne Casey. Was a stand stand up guy. All right, you don't don't you forget all those. those I'm not things. gonna forget that. I'm trying. Um, but he uh, had Blake Griffin. <laughs> there were MVP chance in that game four, Mike. MVP. Chance. You know they lost all those games by like thirty. Thirty. I know, and none of them were close. Giannis just shot free throws the whole. I was in the. I was at game four, and I was like, well, this is rough. <laughs> anyway, um. It was the only game I thought they had a chance. I'm like, they're going to go down 3-0. Maybe they squeak out one yeah, at home sure. and then go back to Milwaukee and lose by 1,000. Right. It is. Anyway. Um, no, I wanted to talk to you. I wanted to bring this up because the uh, first official NBA in-season tournament has kicked off. Got yeah. new courts. Got new jerseys. Everyone's mildly excited, kind of, sort of. But I want to talk about the comments made by one young Tyrese... Matthias Halliburton. I don't know his middle name, but it'd be awesome if I was just spot on there. Mm-hmm. Um, where he made the comment where he said, look, 
I think the winner of the NBA in-season tournament should get an automatic playoff bid because that way all the veteran players would actually care. You get a lot more interest. You know, everyone would kind of be playing a little bit harder rather mm-hmm. than LeBron going, I'm good. Um, thoughts on the premise of adding some legit stakes to the NBA in-season tournament rather than then just getting the in-season cup and some money, which at this point, who's hurting for cash in the NBA anymore? Um, thoughts on adding something like that to this in-season tournament and how chaotic would it be to have a team go on a magical run of how many games is the in-season tournament? Like what's the, how many? So it would be four, five, six, seven. Okay. I don't, the Pistons go on a seven zero run to win the NBA in-season tournament. They don't even the need to go seven and Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Win the in-season tournament sure, yeah. and make the playoffs at 22 and 80. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think the idea is, I don't think Some it's wrong. I don't think I, it's I wrong. Do the idea, I, I think the idea is somewhat intriguing. Yeah. Um, the one fix you would have to do to it, though, yeah. Yeah. is have this tournament end on All-Star Weekend. Okay. Okay. Because you have to be late enough in the season yeah. where teams know if you're going to be good or not. Okay. Okay. Because at this point, yeah. right, so yeah. you're, you know, like the first one was last Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fifth game for some teams. Like Dallas played their fifth game. Yeah. And it's their first game of the in-season tournament. Just Jason. All right, go. Hey, big tournament game. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even there. He was sick. So, um, and then the 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 tournament ends. I think it's like December eighth. I okay, think it's like yeah. the final not, or something. Yeah, not close. Enough. You're way too far away. So, like, if if like you said, the Pistons won that cup. Yeah, it's almost like we don't even need to do anything anymore. Yeah, right. We can just coast. We can just coast and make sure no one gets yeah. hurt, and then we can be twelve and. Yeah. 60 right. or whatever it is, it. 12 and 70, yeah. but we're still the eight seed in the playoffs. I think that's where yeah. well, I don't the like, play in too is tough. Yeah. Right. I don't like that idea. Yeah. And it also does mess with the play in a little yeah. bit. I think you'd have to have one from each side Yeah, and then have a play in from the eight, nine seed or something yeah. to, to get in the last spot. Then you're adding, you're adding games at this point. Yeah. Too, it gets, it gets yeah. a little hard, yeah. but if you do it for, if you do it later in the, where the all-star break kind of is, yeah. then if you're a team that's like, 500 mm-hmm. you're like okay let's go for this yeah. if you're like the nuggets you go i'm already gonna be in so right. i don't have to go hard yeah and if you're a bad team you're like do i want to make the playoffs and yeah. have all this extra games and just get blown out like right. there's that yeah, so the, the logistics I, of it are difficult because to your point right okay denver wins it okay but well, we're gonna be the one seed anyway Okay, cool. I guess we just go on our merry way, right? Yeah. Like it so only like the, matters for the teams that are. It matters. Shit. For, it matters <laughs> for the bad teams because if they want to spot in it, yeah, they're yeah. gonna try harder to get it. So I don't think it fixes the problem. Yeah. That they already are gonna have yeah. is the good teams don't give Care. a shit. Yeah. Because if you're gonna be a top three seed anyway, exactly, you're not gonna play any harder than you would be. Yes. It's only gonna benefit the bottom seeded teams honestly, to get in. It may hurt teams a little bit. So okay, Lakers win it. All right, so we're guaranteed an eight. We went to the final or the conference finals as a seven or whatever. Man, load management well, coming in clutch and, and now. So that, well, that, and that's so that, that adds yeah. to the point, right? right. Is yeah. is if the Lakers go hard for five games and win it, yeah. and now go all right. So now we're gonna we're Anthony gonna bench. Davis, you, you got a small sniffle. You sit AD, out. AD and LeBron are out for the next two months, yep. getting ready for the playoffs that they're guaranteed to be in, even yes. if they have a twelve win record. Yes. I think there's a lot of negatives yes. that that could add into it. Yeah. I do get the idea of incentivizing teams to try for it. Right. I don't think it incentivizes enough teams to do it. The problem, yeah, and the thing is, it's like you. There's nothing you could add to the in season tournament that would 
help incentivize teams that you don't already have that would then decentivize other things. Like you'd be like, well, what if uh, they got home court advantage, the team of, you know, whatever. Like yeah, they the got East a top four seed guarantee. Right. Or or something. Something. Yeah. And you're just like, what? So then I, I don't even play. Like there's nothing I don't think you could really do. I don't hate the idea in theory, right? Hey, we won the in-season tournament. That means we're guaranteed a spot. But with the way you have it set up now with the play-in and then also like, okay, say you didn't have the play-in. It's just top eight teams. Oh, hey, by the way, uh, number eight seed, yeah. Yeah, I know you earned your way in, mm-hmm. but this team won six games, so you're so out. So here's, here's <laughs> the way to make the in-season tournament and actually have everyone compete for it. Okay. Right? I just got to write it down. Later. I got Take it your down. notebooks out NBA, and pay attention. NBA ticket. You have a you have an eastern side competitive tournament, okay. and you have the western side in-season tournament. With you so far. The championship game is between the east and the west team. The winner gets home court advantage in the finals. Done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's, and it, I think. <laughs> I love it. I forgot how long it was. I did, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. Um, but no, I think that would incentivize oh, the good teams because if you're the Nuggets and the Bucks, you're like, I want home court yeah. for the finals. Now, now, right now, it just alternates right now, right? Or is it just the best seed of it's the, the top It's the best two? record. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, because I was like. Do you think that if so, let's just put this in context, right? Say the Nuggets had the best record in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? And but they didn't win. There, the team that the team that won was an Eastern team. Boston mm-hmm. won the play-in, right? But yeah. it's it's us against Milwaukee. Yeah, is it unfairly punishing the Nuggets because well we didn't win? The, is it because you're like well you didn't win the play-in? So if you wanted it bad well, enough, you... and, well that's the thing is like baseball did it for a really long time. Yeah, the winner yeah. of the All Star game, game. Yeah, got you it. got the home field. So yeah. I mean they it worked. Nobody just, nobody cared. I guess yeah. enough. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone bitched or said yeah. anything enough because they did it for such a long time. Yeah, they did in baseball. That it was like, such a weird thing too. It's like oh you got Verlander trying to throw 110 and getting killed. Yeah. And but like, I think yeah. I think it's something where listen if you don't care about the in season tournament yeah. and you don't want to try, yeah. you don't have to try. Right, but you also have to rely on your other side to be good. Like I think it's it's the only way to incentivize all the teams to try. Yeah, because you could you could be the Nuggets and not try, Mm -hmm. but then you're risking. Right now we're gonna why do we gotta play Milwaukee? Four times in Milwaukee. Well, because you didn't. Well, because win the, you didn't try yeah. and 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 do the right. turn. In season you allowed tournament. some other team to control your own fate. Exactly, yeah. and I think I think that's the only way yeah. to guarantee something that everyone would try to play for. Mm-hmm. Because even if you're even the Pistons, right. they would try to compete because they're like, listen, if we make the tournament and we're trying to go through, right. we can get home court or we mm-hmm. can help our. I don't know if they care about helping what our if, outside, but what if it was more? We just get home court the whole the whole time. Like through the playoffs, yeah, like through the playoffs. So like, okay, Clippers win it. Doesn't matter what seed. The seeds are remain the same. Yeah, but we have home court. But every advantage. time they play a game, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Their we, home court. Or like we have home court advantage, so it's always four three us. Yeah. You know so I mean? even if they're the seven seed, yeah, all the right. teams they play yes. are always. I guess that also. I don't know if that's better or worse. I'm just I'm just spitballing just based on your idea. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a great way to fix. Yeah, this. I don't. I mean, I don't think yeah. that's also a terrible idea. Yeah. I think. Um, I mean, it would incentivize everyone to play. Yeah. And everyone, yeah, I mean. Maybe? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of a way where it's like, okay, because then if you lose in the second round, then it's like, okay, like if you're like Denver, like, I'm going to kill you anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't I think matter. It's, I think it's equally unfair, yeah. like the finals yes. one. Agreed. I think it's unfair because if you're a seven seed, but you're like, but we won the in-season tournament, so we get home court advantage the whole way. Yeah. So the two seed has to go on the road four times. Mm-hmm. I think it's equally unfair, but also if you're the seven seed, 
you're, you're like, probably eh. not winning right. the first round anyway. So, <laughs> like, if if you're the seven, tell or eight, that to the Memphis Grizzlies. But <laughs> yeah, tell that to Miami or whatever. But yeah, oh, I mean, I don't brutal. think there's real, I don't think there's generally any way to be like a hundred percent like yeah, yeah, this is gonna get everyone to play. I do think guaranteeing a playoff spot's not the way to do it. Yeah, I don't no, think I don't that think would either. incentivize. I think it's I think only the, it's only incentivizing the bad teams to try for that little bit of time. Yeah, and then and this, yeah, yeah. this in season tournament so far is only incentivizing bad teams. The good teams don't care. Yeah, because like we're going to be in it anyway. Yeah, I don't give like, a shit. like the only thing the in, the good teams are, care about at this point is they don't want to lose these games because of their record because it counts toward their regular season record. Right. So you don't want to lose these games necessarily because of their record because yeah. you want the best record possible. But like they're not tr- overly trying in these games because right. it's like, oh, I'm we're really excited something. for like a Portland to win it and everybody goes, hooray. And then we just won't go on our merry day. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the team that wins. I was just saying the home court advantage in the oh, yeah. finals because I think I think to give it something because we've talked about it already where it's like, who gives a shit? And the yeah. answer is nobody. They're yeah. trying new courts, new jerseys. And I think I think I think if you were a big fan of like the Bucks or the Nuggets or the Lakers or something, and it was like, okay, you get home court in the finals if you make it, and you're a legit contender. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna try because, right. like you said, I have if, legit aspirations. Because if the that. Nuggets lose and then the Eastern side gets it, you can't just then bitch and be like, well, yeah. I didn't get to, right. you know, I have the best record. It's like, okay, but you didn't try in this tournament, yeah. mm-hmm. so sucks to suck. Yeah, go on I the agree. road and listen. If you're the better team anyway, doesn't matter. You should Make just win out. anyway. Yeah. So it. if you're if you're on the road th- four yeah, you times, you hear that Lebron? Figure it out, yeah, man. Figure it out, dude. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> Listen, you won a championship in Golden State. Yeah. Come on. Come Figure on. Figure it out. Figure it out. That, De- yeah. that Denver altitude's crazy. <laughs> that's Anthony a little Anthony Davis unfair. is like, I I don't want the ball. <laughs> that's not an NBA topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. An, it's not a full throwing NBA topic. No, it's not. It's no. not. Are you sure? You don't. Well, want my my Luca MVP picks looking good. Six games in. There you go. Six games in. Look. Anyone can look at six games in, but uh, he's looking. No, that's, that's true. The Pistons don't look at six games in. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say it, but it is what it K is. K looks fine. K looks in. great. Yeah. Jalen Durham was looking great, and all of a sudden he can't get on the field or on the court anymore. Yeah, and I hurt a little bit. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. It's fine. I'm killing myself. It's fine. Um, all right, let's shift focus. Last topic of the day. WWE Crown Jewel happened Saturday. It did um, happen. It happened. It was a, it was a it was a wrestling program, as they like to say. Um, it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saudi Arabia is getting like a WWE Enterprises experience, like physical building thing, and I was pissed that of all places, that's who's getting it is there. What the hell? Hashtag upset. So we're going to Saudi Arabia? Is that hell no. We won't. My white ass won't live out of there. Are you kidding me? Come on. Somebody's going to kill me immediately. I'm going to say the wrong thing to somebody. But how cool is that, though? What, really, we can't get one somewhere like Florida where the performance center is? Like, tie it together. Figure it out. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, Crown Jewel. It was a thing. Basically, everything we predicted outside of one thing happened. The one thing that did happen that we didn't predict, I'm upset by. But it's fine. <laughs> Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Let's, let's get to the matches. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say I regretted watching this show, but it definitely happened. Let me tell you. Yeah. I was in and out of consciousness the whole time, <laughs> it felt like. Not really, because I was just looking at my phone. I was like, okay, it's fine. I, I, there I was, don't know, because they've had good shows in the past. This and, and the card was fine. I just was not. There was nothing Nothing there. there. Yeah. 
Well, actually, there was something there because yeah. this opening match this happened. This match was and good. The, and this yeah. match was good. Yeah. Uh, we had the WWE World Heavyweight title match. We had Seth Rollins defeating, defending, then defeating yep. Drew McIntyre in 18 minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah. Um, this match was good. This match was good. This match was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of more of the match I thought Rollins would have in this title run with mm-hmm. pretty solid bangers. Um, this is probably his best I'm, outing. I'm at the point now where every time he retains, I'm just like, okay. I'm telling you, they're just getting to this story. It's, I, I'm it's assuming gonna happen. it is because I, every we've talked since SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. every single pay per view, I'm like, there he's gonna lose yeah. it to Gunther. I and was die. so invested in Finn winning, and now I think I just transfer my feelings to whoever's challenge. I'm like, yeah, Shinsuke could do it. Yeah, Drew could do it. Yeah, we're, sure. We've had four <laughs> pay per views in a row now, yeah. and it's not gonna stop anytime no, soon. It's where not. I'm gonna go, Rollins is gonna win because Gunther's gonna kill him for the title, yeah. and then you're gonna be like, but Michael, what about? Hear me out. Well, listen, and it's not gonna. What happen. if? Right. What if? Um, you don't have enough time. Uh, like you're losing time. I where know. A title change work. makes no sense anymore, anymore now. Yeah. It would have worked like six months ago at yeah. SummerSlam when it probably should have happened. But I am fascinated to see if Drew um, gets another shot, which I assume it w- he will. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine. I'm interested to see if they flip him. I'm interested to see if they turn him heel. And really kind of add some fuel to this because they've been yeah. teasing it for a while. It's I'm, almost like pushing him to the brink kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm uh, wondering if he's going to do the Judgment Day thing. That'd be interesting. Because Rhea sure. came in after match and was like, yeah. bitch. Yeah. And then walked away. <laughs> bitch. That's good. Um, it's the face that they didn't show. I will gave. say this about the match, though. I still feel like there was another gear to be had. Oh, sure. And we didn't get there. And then the match, like the last couple Rollins title offenses have felt, since SummerSlam, really, have felt like, oh, that's it. You know what I mean? And I'm waiting for that next level to mm. happen, and it's not happening, and it's driving me nuts because I feel like I'm looking at these matches too harshly rather than, like, this is a good match. This is solid. They worked yeah. hard, told a good story. I thought when you hit the clamor, I go, oh, maybe. You know, like, you, you got I, all that in there. I will give props to the camera work, too. Yeah. I think there was a lot of camera work where yeah. they didn't just show his eyes yes. staring at them. Yeah. They showed it from any other angle possible yes. where I was like, Agreed. I don't know if he's going to get Drew kicked out of the stomp earlier on. You're like, okay, yeah. right? And that Shinsuke couldn't do that, so clearly he's leveled not. up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, Listen, he's got he's got a big fight against Tazawa on Monday night. You calm it down. Yeah. But um, I don't know if he's going to get to that one. Yeah. Overall, though, I was learning. Yeah. Overall, though, this is a good solid opener. You, you know, Julia asked me, she's like, "Why are they opening this?" I like, go, oh, "It's it's WWE 101. Start hot and Finn. hot. Yes, that's how you do that's it. what they did. Post match, yes. Damian Priest runs out. Yep. And he's like, "Do do do. I'm going to go. Going to do it. And I'm like, "There's no. way And then he stood there for about 25 minutes deciding if he's going to cash in. Well, I love. He's telling referee, "I'm going to cash this in on his ass and then beat his ass for the title." And I go, "That's a lot of ass in one sentence." And yeah, he's like, "I'm going to cash in. Are you sure? I'm cash in. But like, are you? sure? But I'm going to beat him. And I'm going to beat him. I'm going to beat him. And I went. So why are you talking for five minutes? Just get in there and beat him. Yeah. And then he's standing. Nonetheless, I was like, he's not even tired yet. Like, what the hell? Also, Seth Rollins is back, magically healed. No tape on his back or nothing. Yeah, Just Shinsuke, he was killing, he was back, was killing him. Yeah. And the other match. This match, eh. he, he sold the back, like, for, like, three minutes. Yeah. Um, anyway. But, yeah, no, he was, the funniest part was that he wasn't even, like, dead. No. He was, like, up, and he was just, like, are you breathing? Cashing? Like, are we like, good? Oh, man, and I was, really like, I was like, I don't even know if you would beat him. After the smash, <laughs> I was like, "This is the worst cash yeah. in." I was like, "You know what, Sami Zayn did you a favor, yeah, exactly. by taking this money in the bank briefcase and saying, yes. hey, you can't cash it in.'" Um, 
so yeah, Sami Zayn took the money in the bank briefcase. Now he's the rightful owner. I'm he starting to think in. Damian Priest is not going to be the one cashing in this briefcase. It's, it just doesn't seem like it's going to go. There was a point where I was like, you know what would be fun WWE yeah. if he cashed in and then the Cody ma- like match later became a World Heavyweight Title match. Yeah. That didn't happen. No, it did not. <laughs> and then like, he still loses. And, and everybody still goes, loses. man, he still can't finish the damn story, can he? <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Sammy the Zane. rope fell off. Yeah. And <laughs> anyway, yeah. John Sammy Cena Zane, came out yeah. here. Sami Zayn interrupts it. Got some storytelling, obviously, doing on Monday yeah. night now. It, it, you know. Leading to War Games, I got official. Yes, yes. Officially official. Yes. War um, Games coming back. So that was, that was also So, Mike, news. during that match, you can take a 20-minute break and then come back when everyone's actually in the ring. Like, the, the report says going to be five on five. That's going to be an hour. It's going to be like an hour before they actually good, can you know do what, anything. You know what? Good, though, because guess what? Otherwise, Survivor Series is a throwaway show. I hate yeah. Survivor Series. I hate, I've hated it literally since the moment... I could understand what the show was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we still lived in the days where all it was was eight-man or ten-man tags for you know, the whole show? You know who wouldn't be watching? Yeah. Hogan's Heroes versus the Ultimate Maniacs versus the Hacksaw 2x4s and all the other shit. Yeah. All the stupid names. Can you imagine if that was still a show today? Mm-hmm. Imagine that was one of your four <laughs> pay-per-views for the year, Mike. <laughs> for the year. Well, you just skip out and eat some Thanksgiving Good dinner. Good Lord. Yeah. Oh, and sixty dollars too for it, nonetheless. <laughs> Gross. Next, <laughs> awful. Just the worst idea ever. It's the Survivor Series. Nobody cares. Anyway, so we had a WWE Women's World Title Fatal Five Way. Yeah, the title Fatal Five Way. Uh, Rhea Ripley with the longest entrance in the history of mankind. Oh my god! And another guy. And was, they're he, still coming out. The guys know, are still walking out yeah. randomly for no reason. It was so funny because Nia, Raquel, Shayna, and Zoe all come out. They didn't even get their finishes. Yeah, they didn't even get to walk fully the all the full ramp before the next person got out. And then we're like, oh hold on, we got these random forty-eight dudes. Standing yeah. on opposite sides of each other for no reason at all, and then her music just to for her music to come she out. Just out. I know. I thought there was gonna be like lights out of the thing they were holding. Something else. Mm. Nope. Yeah. So Rhea comes out and entrance. I yeah. will say this though: when Rhea came out compared to everybody else, she's the only one where you go star. Like I would like no, so. but no, but like you know what I mean though. But like I'm, so what I'm saying to that is is like yeah. when you look at her, you look at the presentation, you look at everything that about her as because you know at one point like Nia Jax was really hot at one point going yeah. into a mania right. Shayna was the new hotness for a second. The other uh-huh. two, no one cares. But like, <laughs> um, but like seriously, right? When you look at her, you go, wow, that is a legit main event level star. Yeah, I feel you know like, what I mean. I will also put the caveat. I feel like she's the only one of the few that she, they actually tried to make a star out yeah. of. No, and sure, the, and it's yeah. working. Yeah, but like the other ones, I'm like, there, there's potential. Like Sheena, like you said, with yeah. her original theme music, yeah. what about her? Look, yeah, was like, oh, she's yeah. a badass. Yeah. And she could be something. Absolutely. And then they just watered it down and well, kind of killed it. Series killer. She's <laughs> not flashbacks on that one. <laughs> just the, burying is, the whole show. Is, is, that the, is that the pay per view where everyone just goes to die? You know, Probably. Is that yeah, the, is, Brett died there. Everybody died. Is the only good thing to come out of Survivor Series is the Shield? God, that was a great day. They've been literally banking off of that literally ever since. For like 12 years after that. <laughs> <laughs> Even AEW's benefiting. A whole, a whole new company formed around a guy. That just, Jesus, gravity. Good anyway. Lord. Anyway, uh, this match was terrible. Yeah. Uh, the finish. Did you? Were you paying attention at all? It's like, oh, she's got her. 
Just waiting on Shayna. Yeah, or just waiting on Zoe. Whoever the fuck was making the cover. Still, oh, there she is. One, two, now I'm no, gonna throw her. Just brutal. Yeah. Um, and then I love that she she pins her, and then yeah. she like gets the title, and Michael Cole's like the most dominant champion. Yeah. I'm like, she's not had a good match since yeah. Mania. No, she hasn't. They haven't. They haven't, <laughs> they haven't lined anybody up anything for anything for her um, since Mania. Yeah, she's awesome. Love Rhea to death. She's fantastic. She's yeah, gonna she's be. Good. She's gonna be a top level star as long as she wants to be. Like, there's no other way to say it. Um, she's fantastic. I thought the spot with Shayna with like the three submissions was cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. The whole rest of the match though could do without Rhea uh, or whatever her name Rodriguez or whatever the. Raquel, yeah. Thank you. Um, Trying to do the 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 power bomb thing that she does on Naya and it doesn't go well. I go if you can't do that spot, you're supposed to be the powerhouse, and you can't do that. Then I don't I don't yeah. There's nothing there for me. Yeah, I thought the three submission was funny until Zoe Stark got in the ring and, and just, she just kind of looked at them. Yeah, and I was like, Are you gonna yeah no. do anything? Taps no. out. What an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah match anyway, is not good. Match, Rhea retains. It was something. Let me talk. All good. Yep. Uh, next up, <laughs> Solo Sokoa. Yeah, this John match made Cena. Me upset. This one's wild. So Cena's like, so I'm going to get my ass kicked again. Yeah, Cena got his ass kicked, and he got hit. Like, I understand make the spike cool. You hit the spike 17 times on this guy. Mm-hmm. Is it even impactful anymore? Yeah. It's, honestly, like, at I that get the point, idea. if you could have superimposed his head off, I think they would have done that. Like, yeah. Let's just chop his head off. Yeah, point. honestly, because they, they hit this man with, like, 17 spikes, yeah. and I still was like, if he... This match was not good. This was no. not good. I I... I was waiting for Cena to hit the attitude and just be done with it. Like mm-hmm. they teased it twelve yeah, times. Just be done, right? I I I didn't necessarily. I'm not shocked by it. I thought being in Saudi Arabia, they would have given Cena the win. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this match sucked the life out of the. When they saw Cena lose, the next like three matches yeah. were really affected by this. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia is a show where you have to have all the baby faces the go thing. over. And they were invested, right? Yeah. They were cheering Rhea, even though she's a heel, right? And she was teasing them. I go, everyone loves you. It's fine. Um, they were behind Seth, right? They were there for all of it. Like, it was not one of those shows where it was like they didn't know how to react. They were in tune with the product. They knew what was going on. But this match, I want to assume, okay, Cena's our guy. Cena's yeah. going to overcome. And then you just obliterated it. Well, it was like the whole program was, yeah. I haven't won a match on TV in, in like, like five, five years, years yeah. or whatever. Um, and then the, the, like, that was the whole idea of the program yep. was, I, yep. I just can't win. I, I But I'm going to win. Yep. And then he gets obliterated. Yep. He has like no offense and no. then loses. I go, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then like the entire time post-match was like, is he, he going to retire? And, and I like, went, if this if, is his last match is in Saudi Arabia, I'm going to lose my mind. If his last match is in Saudi Arabia, getting killed by Solo Sokoa, yeah. and then just kind of walks off to a Saudi crowd, yeah. be a little upset. Agreed. He needs, like, he well, he's he's got to be there, like me. No, most giving top guy ever. I understand why. He probably insisted that he do the job, quite frankly. hundred, yeah. Um, you know, I understand you're trying to build Solo as a as a as the next, you know, as a big main event level heel for whenever Cody beats Roman, right? I could honestly see that at a backlash, right? Roman goes away, Solo takes over, we go about our merry way. Yeah, yeah. But 100%. um Yeah, no. Did not like it, did not like the match. Thought Cena if he was gonna lose, should have had more offense in there. Um, just never felt like he was in it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Cena's beat up a little bit. I think he's like I've been working a lot. C- Cena's admitted that like his body just can't. And I honestly do I don't blame. It. I honestly said like Cena needs to be done. Yeah. I, I really do. Like I think it's he needs, sad. But... He needs one 
banger at 40. Yeah. And be done. And be done. Yeah. If we can find, like, if you can find the right guy, I don't care who it is, name it, right? To have it, whether it's Orton or somebody, like, even if it's somebody we've seen him a million times, who can take care of him, who can tell a really good story, where we get a month of just really good John Cena promos, and then we end it there. Yeah. Win or lose, and he gets matter. up and goes, see ya. Adios Appreciate and it. leaves. Yeah. I'm in. I think I'm he done. deserves that. But, yeah. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I hope this is not the last one. It I can't be. imagine this not is the there. last one. Not here. They were, they were putting it over on commentary. <sighs> Hard, well, they're which, trying. Well, Solo Sokola is the is a is a diamond in himself. I go. He's a tur. He's a fart in the wind. Get out of here. Okay. <laughs> he's awful. He's an Umaga ripoff without the face paint. Get out of here. Yeah. I have like three of his siblings that are better than him that aren't even signed to the company. Okay. Jacob Fatu is way better than him. Jacob Fatu is awesome. He's awesome. And yet they won't sign him. But they got this fat fuck out there with his stupid ass hand taped up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. He did look at it pretty pretty menacingly after the he went. I love how every every guy in this family too all of a sudden just knows how to speak fluent Samoan. Every time they go like they get fired up, they're like, "Hop a do," and they're like, "Okay, sure." I'm not gonna be offensive on the show, but still, it's like, yeah. "Okay, next." Anyway, yeah. So we had a Miz TV segment, <clears throat> dude. When the Miz came out, I first went, "Was this even announced?" And then when the Miz came out, I went, "Okay, maybe I'm missing something that happened on TV." And then he announced the guy. I went, "Oh, it's one of these." I go, "This is the time where this is something that AEW is never gonna be able to reproduce." But it's also the something where I'm glad that AEW never tries to reproduce. You know what I mean? I listen business wise, I get it. I 100 percent get it. But it's definitely one of those things where I go and zip zip. You know what I mean? Like if I could fast forward, I, I would absolutely. I, fast I forward. wanted to fast forward. Yeah. I actually didn't watch it the segment, but Grayson Waller comes out. He's another Miz. It's very obvious. It's yes. just he's just the next version of it. It's once again though. When you're the Miz, this is why the Miz exists mm-hmm. for stuff like this. He does a good job of it. Miz super over for some reason too. Was shocking, but yeah. yeah. Next, next up, we had the U.S. title match. Yes, 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 they did. Yep, we had Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul. Yep, um, Rey Mysterio looking kind of off, but Logan Paul saves him like four times. Yeah, like that moonsault yep. that he caught him on. Mm-hmm. Rey was perpendicular. Yeah, yeah, to to the mat where I was like, if he lands on his head, he's going to die. Yeah. and Logan Paul said, "I got you, dog," and yeah. he just like picked him up off of the ground, basically. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Logan Paul was awesome. Ray was fine. Ray was fine. Yeah. But Logan Paul was awesome. And Logan Paul gets the win off I, of I think I, I and yeah. you can you can say something, yeah, yeah. but the ending I'm very interested in. Okay. Here's what I loved about this match. Okay. It was the ending, right? I thought that oh, I'm gonna set the brass knocks down. A little corny, but I get it. Yeah. But here's where I love this was post match. Mm-hmm. When he goes to Ray and says, hey, you're a legend. And Ray goes, you know what you get? He goes, I don't know what you're talking about, man. That was clean. That yeah, was awesome. fantastic. That was so good. And if you weren't paying attention, go back and just zip through all the rest of the garbage and watch that because that right there was awesome. That was because cool. that was the part of me where I go, he's, he would fucking say that, right? <laughs> like, it's like, what are you talking about, man? That was clean, right? One, two, three, right in the middle. Like, that in uh, itself what a, what a was awesome. Yeah. Perfect move. You know, you know, my girlfriend Julia, she was like, Why are they doing this? And I go, It's never meant more than right this second. Yeah. Because guess what happened? Immediately, 
Twitter, right? Uh, uh, instantly. He's got it on Twitter, right? It's going to be on his podcast. He's going to be the U.S. champ. He's going to lose to L.A. Knight at Mania. It all works out. It's going to be super big heel versus super big baby. It's just going to work. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. If they, I literally sat down and went, if Logan Paul doesn't win this match, I might turn this show off. Yeah. Because so far, they haven't given me a whole lot to be really standing by here. And I know what's coming. I was going to be no, great. I was going to say, there's nothing in the future that's going to be any awesome. Yeah, so. Exactly. No. Right move. Right decision. Uh, what were you gonna say about the finish that you? Liked? I was, I was, I was interested because it was something that I didn't. Necess- I don't know if it's a catch, yeah. or if it's a is a storytelling, or just something that's weird. What? Was so he threw the, he has the brass knuckles. He throws them outside. Yeah. Santos grabs them and like leniently th- puts them yes. back on the mat. Yes. And it was one of those I didn't even catch it originally. Yeah. Until like he got in the position mm-hmm. for the six one nine and saw him and grabbed them and went. How did they get back well, there? Well, I thought Santos was going to go get out of here and then turn on Ray. I audibly said, "I went and this is where Santos cost Ray the title." But I wonder, and th- and this is the this yeah. is the part where I'm like, I wonder is this going to be the storyline thing right. where he put them there intentionally, on per- intentionally, right. Right. and is Ray going to go back and watch this match and go, what why, the hell? why did he put them there and yeah. not take them with them? Because on Twitter, people were like, "Why didn't he just take the brass knucks with him?" And yeah. I'm like. Yes. Right. So is that storyline? Right. Or did he just like? Yeah. That's. Just or the was way that to get the only way to, to get him back there? Like I don't know. I would lean towards he's not going to turn because I feel like he's going to be the next challenger for the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could say it where like okay, Santos is going to take the shot at. Yeah, him that, would, that makes. Sense. But I was totally. I was in your thought though. I was. I, I I audibly said it. I went. This is where Santos cost Ray the title. Ray's going to come in. Boom. Logan's like, what's happening? One, two, three. Yeah. He escapes with the title and we go off. Yeah, I thought I thought he was gonna cost him two. Yep. But then he grabbed the nuts and kind of just put him on the ring. And I yep. was like, yep. was that just like a subtle yep. like thing, or was there mm-hmm. nothing to that? Was it just yeah. the only way they could think of to give the yeah, nuts? Where it's back like he's to so him? consumed with getting this guy out of the ring, he's like, oh, damn it, let me yeah. go get he's him. He's like, yeah. he's like, here, let me just and yeah. I accidentally right. threw him in that yeah. direction. Like Agreed. I was like, I don't know how to take that necessarily. Right. I'm fascinated with it as well. Um, I don't know if we're overthinking it, but I was with you though. I was in lockstep. Yeah, yeah. Like watching, like, like wrestling. I feel like everything. Like, there has to be a a reason. Yes. Like, I I take that in movies now, where I'm like, Mm -hmm. every scene, everything people do should be for a reason. Every English teacher right now that we've ever had is so proud of us because every book, it's like, oh, why was the light green? Maybe it's just a green light. No, no, no. no. But it's like this, like special meaning or something. And I feel like this is that thing where it's like. They panned it and they showed it for a reason. Yeah. I feel like he's got to be mm-hmm. turning on him at one point, but could be. Could be. I Absolutely. just thought that was something that was like to point out. No, nope, I agree with was you. That way that he lost. No, nope, I but, agree with you though. That was it. Was really good though. I thought this match was hindered by the fact that everybody was still upset that Cena lost because yeah. there was no heat in this at all. Not really. Um, but I will say, like I said, we were. I think we were. We both said it right. It needed to be Logan Paul here. It's the right decision. I'm very happy that they went with it. I am fascinated what they're going to do. I care more about the United States Championship now mm-hmm. than I have in the last six months. Yeah, 100%. that's the that's the way I look at it. And yeah. if that's the six case, six months, I would say like yeah, year six years. year and a half. Or... Yeah, really. When's the last time Rollins held it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, though, the fact that now you have somebody where you go, okay, what does this mean? Where are they going to go with it? And then I'm I'm willing to put money that it's going to be LA Night at Mania. Um, I would put money on that too. But if that's where they're going, that's going to be really good shit. And that's going to be a champ. That's going to be a marquee matchup for a title that hasn't had a marquee match since Rusev seen at 31. Mm-hmm. So big big deal. 
Yeah. So next up, we had the WWE. So the best thing that happened on the show was this match, by the way. It was. Uh, women's title match. We had Eero Sky and Bianca Belair. Uh, they wrestled. It was good because it it's Bianca Belair in the mm-hmm. ring and it's Eero Sky in the ring. Yep. Uh, big notes. Yep. Kyrie Sane yes. returns yes. and helps Eero Sky. Right. And Bailey's sitting there going. Bailey didn't even know about it. Yeah. yeah. This I like. I like it because it's almost like EO. It's like they're they're rewriting the whole. Okay, well Bailey at some point is going to turn and we're going to feud. Now it's maybe EO knows that as well, so she's got Kyrie Sane now, right? Mm-hmm. Now how does that dynamic work? Do we lean into EO being more of a heel and then o- almost by de facto turn Bailey back into babyface, where it's like Dakota Kai coming off injury, people going to cheer her because she's back from injury. Maybe we kind of have that dynamic, you know what I mean, going on now. So. I'm, I am I thought they did a really nice job coming out of a story where I was like, man, we're really kind of force-feeding Bianca immediately coming back from her hiatus into a title match to, okay, mm-hmm. not really about Bianca here in this situation, but more about, hey, let's put some focus on EO and really kind of ride with her as champion until what I'm assuming is going to be her and Bailey at Mania. Yeah. I think that's the tease. Yeah. I hope it gets to that. And I'm interested because Bianca being so big, and yeah. she's not really in the foresight of WrestleMania pictures right right now. Mm -hmm. I guess she could enter into the Rhea side of the world if somehow that got there, where you got, like, her, Rhea, Becky are kind of on that side. But, like, she's definitely not on this picture. No. In the year of Sky Mm -hmm. Bailey, Mm -hmm. Kyrie Sane picture. Maybe they don't... Maybe they pull the trigger earlier than not Mania. I don't know, but I just... You know, I look at it and I go, man, that's a refreshing take, rather than it's always Charlotte and Becky, you know what I mean? It's, hey... We're gonna have EO Sky and Bailey go at it on one side, and we're gonna have Rhea and name you know, yeah. whether it's Bianca, or whoever Becky Bianca. That's someone. a whole nother level. Personally, if you told me right now you're gonna give me Rhea and Bianca for the title, sign me up. That's a main event everywhere in the country. That is, you good? Yeah. Uh, co-main event here. We had Damian Priest losing his money in the big briefcase <laughs> earlier in the show. Still unified tag team champion, damn it. Yeah, came out with both of them, and he yeah. raised two. I said, what are the both of the Oh, tag team titles. Okay, because yeah. they don't have a new one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking still waiting on, for that. Still waiting for it. Uh, taking on Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes gets the win. Do you ever – these are the moments where I go, I think sometimes we underestimate how over Cody is because as soon as he came out, they knew his, they knew his music. <laughs> Every word. Uh-huh. But also the crowd immediately alive. Yeah. Immediately alive. Last yeah. two matches died on the pe- on the table. Immediately, as soon as his music hit, oh shit, Cody's here. Yeah. He's their biggest baby face. It's it's like one and then there's a bunch of gap and then there's two. Yeah. He's so over it's I would I, I would say yeah, it's it's one gap like two A LA yeah. night. Yeah. And then there's a giant yeah. gap and yeah. then there's three. In terms of crowd reaction and everybody just being so happy to see one person. Yeah. Like, Cena obviously is always going to get that, but Cody right now is at a fever pitch. It's just, once again, it's kind of proof. They should have probably pulled the trigger last year on it. But when he wins it, he's going to be like, okay, we got there. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I, I still, at least for me personally, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be, like, as... Excited? Excited. I think he's still... It's going to be more of a relief. It's Yeah, it's more yeah. of a relief feeling than a happy feeling, mm-hmm. and it's going to be more of a, like... It's gonna feel be- it's gonna to- feel better than like when Brock beat Goldberg and you go oh thank God because yeah. I just don't want Goldberg to be champion but it's not gonna be like oh my God Brian won the title yeah it's not gonna be that yeah you're getting a between. nice you're getting like an in between where I'm yeah. like I'm just like I'm happy that he won mm-hmm. and it's also it's but it's more of a relieved feeling of yeah. 
thank God someone's going to be here week to week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not every, sure. and not every six months. Absolutely. Um, Solid match though. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Uh, Cody gets the win. Cody no wins. Get yeah. set up for Survivor Series. War games. War, war, war games. games. William Regal's come back just to say war games 12 times until yeah. now. All right. Main event time. Main event time. Main event, event time. time. WWE title, Universal title, Roman Reigns, LA Knights, plaster it on the main event scene. Mm-hmm. LA Knight comes out super hot. Roman Reigns comes out. Everyone just ones. Yep. Ones up. Ones up, baby. Yep. Ones up. <laughs> the ones. Um, the ones. <laughs> I love it. The funniest thing in this match was like the first 30 seconds when like Roman took him down or something yeah. and he went L and he like did the thing yeah. and he just had the biggest disgust on yeah. his face. Uh-huh. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Roman's matches are much better to watch on TV than they are. Live. Oh, one. We, we yeah, live that for like verbatim. Here. Yeah. But because you miss the facials, right? Yeah. You miss the expressions of him telling the story through his face, telling the story within himself of, okay, he's in control. So he's mocking him too. Oh my God. He just kicked out. Oh my God. Like all of the little nuances that you don't see. That's what you miss in a Roman's reigns match. Unless you're front row paying $30,000. Um, yeah, if nothing else, this did two things. Number one, it's it's another indication that, okay, we're, we're about to start winding down here, the whole Roman thing. I can, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And then two, LA Knight showed that he belonged. Yeah. Crowd was the, I was very interested to see how this crowd was going to react to LA Knight because it's so organic the way that it's kind of come along. I was like, is this crowd going to give a shit about LA Knight? Nope. Right in lockstep, right? It was like we were in Pittsburgh. We were, we were rolling. Super over. Um, you know, the interference, you know, it is what it is, right? It's lather, rinse, repeat at this point a yeah. little bit. Um, it still feels big when he's in the ring though. So that, that is something, um, I don't really anticipate him probably doing anything until what rumble, the rumble, Yeah, you know, and honestly, I'm okay with that. I wish he was at Survivor Series. I do too. There's just nothing for him to do. I just wish he was in the War Games. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. If they're doing him and fair enough, him in the Bloodline with Judgment Day versus Cody's crew people, kind of thing. Oh maybe, maybe. I would like that. I don't know if he's going to be in it, um, but that's what I would like to see. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, if you you do like Cody, Kevin, Sammy, Jay, uh, yeah, Jay, and and then um, like. Add one more person, whoever's yeah. feuding, whoever's having this week to week things. Taking maybe it's on, LA Knight. Maybe it's just and LA maybe Knight. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's LA Knight taking on Roman, Jimmy, Solo, Finn, and Damian. And Damian. Yeah, that's not bad. Five on five. Yeah, I'd be I'd bad. be down. But that actually works. Actually, that's a great idea. Low key, I would be totally for that. Honestly, because since you know you've got Dominic and you can even do a six if you really wanted to, but you shouldn't. You could do Dominic and Rhea as like the outside. Yeah, enforcer shit. Yeah, doing you know stuff. what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I could see that. And then Absolutely. you could have. A lot of potential for random outcomes. Where oh, like, yeah. Cody gets a good pin. LA yeah. Knight gets yeah. a big pin. Cody just pinned Roman. What does that mean? Yeah. Right? And you're like, okay. Yeah. LA Knight gets a big pin on like Solo or Jimmy. And it's yeah. like, oh, shit. He's got yep. a pin back or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I think that would be fun. But I don't know if Roman's going to. Reports are he's not going to be at Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. Yeah. I wish he was for that kind of reason. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he will be. Yeah. Overall, this show was just. I don't know if it was just because my, my my mental state was just kind of like, eh, I got to watch it to watch it. Mm-hmm. Nothing outside of me making sure that I was like, okay, Logan Paul better win tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the objective I had going in. Like, if Drew won the world title, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Everything else kind of felt like, you know, next. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care. I'm still confused why Jimmy's helping Roman so much. 
Like I was in that. I, I was watching because you're gonna get Jimmy and Jay at Mania. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, whatever. Yeah. But like, I was just sitting there. I was like, so like the last time I remember, Jimmy got like curbed up into like cement concrete by Roman. And the reason why he turned on his and the reason was to why avoid he, him turning into him. Yeah, and he didn't want him to turn into him. Yet now yeah. he is just sitting there helping Roman. Story, please. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, like we're getting to the point now where I'm like, like this is how people must have felt when Hogan was champion for like four years, and you're like, okay, at some point, right? Like somebody's yeah. gonna beat him. Like they did a shitty finish too, but yeah, I don't know. It's we're getting to the point where it's more about how do we get to Mania now? Like we're really right there. I mean, yeah. we're in November. We're, we're five months out. Like you know, when Rumble kicks in, it's like okay, we have a clear path here. Yeah, you know, please. We're really two months away from really figuring out. Okay. How do we? How are we going to get there? Please help a brother out. Yeah, exactly. That's it for this week's show, guys. We had a loaded show today. Hour 46, 46, 47 minutes, man. That's a that's a long one. Next week, um, I don't know what do we got next week, Mike? I don't know. We I might know. we might preview full gear. Oh yeah, full gear. There you go. See, you're always. I have no, I'm I'm no concept of dates whatsoever. Uh, yeah, full gear definitely in full effect. We'll do an AEW check in as well. Uh, um, see how that Ric Flair signing is doing for everyone i'm sure it's great you know get your woo energy now official yeah. drink of hey, the him, him and mgf for the title kill me it's fine <laughs> that's gonna be it for this week's show on behalf of the missing whale man he's the merc so mike Merkel. i'm the mouth of michigan robin Decker. we will see you guys as always next time